from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, one of us has the GTA trilogy, and we're going to talk about that. And all of us has Zelda Game & Watch, so we'll talk that, about that as well. And Shin Megami Tensei Five is out, and Knights of the Old Republic. So many games. It has an alarm. 12 out of 10. If you want it, buy it. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 297, your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about games that were not on Nintendo, but are now, but are whatever, (laughs) which we'll talk about in this episode. So this is episode 297. We have a couple episodes in between this and the 300th episode. And if anybody would like to send us a message for our 300th episode, send it to nintendomainpodcast at gmail.com. All you need to do is just record yourself telling us something about Nintendo Main Podcast. You can say that we suck or that whatever, and uh, we will listen to it on the 300th episode, and we will react to it in real time. I'm not listening to any of them until we actually get to recording, so it'll be fun. But send it to our email, Podcast at gmail.com. But we are your hosts. I'm Trey, first to last, Johnson. Is that a No Fear shirt? I'm Jeremy Mayo Investor Mikowski. I'm John. They'll patch it, Mitter. They better patch it and put it on sale. <laughs> that's that's what. Uh, I put it on a damn T-shirt. That's what it takes for for me to get interested in it. So yeah, uh, since last week, uh, last week we didn't really get to talk about that much because it was our super mega giant Midwest Gaming Classic episode. So we mostly just talked about that sort of thing. But we haven't really gotten to talk about the games that we bought and stuff like that, and that we've been playing. There's been a lot of games that came out this week. So we'll talk about those. And let's start off the show as we normally do, where we talk about games we bought and games we've been playing. I think that this episode, we should start off with John's game, because that's like the talk of the town, right? That seems to be the the big game that people are talking about. So I think we should talk about that one. Honestly, it's why I'm here. I want to hear about this. (laughs) And this game is uh, Grand Theft Auto Remastered. Trilogy, trilogy whatever definitive it's called. edition definitive edition yeah and uh ha, ha, ha. definitive sure you know uh i, I um, mean i i showed i showed some positivity towards this game i guess when it was announced because i thought it was going to actually be a definitive edition and not look mm-hmm. like an sd uh have, have you ever have you ever tried hooking up an, S, an sd car an, S, an sd system to like an hd tv and have you seen how bad it looks mm-hmm. that's the impression that i got from the footage that i saw of this game is like basically if you took the PlayStation 2 game, which still looks better than this one, and hooked it up to an HD TV through an SD outlet, it would look kind of like this, where it's all like dark and muddy and it looks like bad. You know, it's like not. It looks, yeah. I, I just watched a stream from a Game Explain or whatever playing it, and I was like, oh my God, this game looks bad. But I haven't, <laughs> but, I, but I don't have it. I was just, this is just what I got from it. I was like, 
it kind of like took me back. It was almost like anti-nostalgia. It took me back to like the Grand Theft Auto days and how I hated it when it was out. And I'm like, oh yeah, there it is again. But it was really janky when it came out as well. So it's not really yeah. that much. But I think I think the main reason that people are really pissed off about it is that it's definitely not the definitive edition. And it seems like they yeah. didn't really try to make it the definitive edition. And, in, 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 you know, it seemed very... Uh, slapped together from from what i've heard but, but but i haven't played it but john has played it so go ahead what i've heard about the backstory to this game is that it was started out as intended to be just just on mobile and somewhere in the middle they decided let's actually put this out on all the consoles and maybe that's where the root of where the problems begin but you know what everybody's been shitting on this game and i'm really not here to shoot on it just because i actually am enjoying it i'm enjoying it it's the games that i liked from 15 to 20 years ago put on the switch that's what it is the definitive edition label no. it's unfortunate <laughs> and misleading and it's incorrect yeah, not remastered well it's not the same i guess but remobilized so here's yeah. the thing and this is important to note and why i i totally get why a lot of people are pissed no matter what you think of this current itineration of it mm. some people would be like well then play the old games well they took those off you can't buy the old games anymore they've been delisted yeah, yeah that, that's so a, that's, that's kind of really, that's a really weird so move. to make it right so to make these the only choice you have if you haven't already purchased it which if you're a true fan, you probably have. I mean, you probably got the discs. Either. I mean, they were on, right. you know, I know I said previous episodes that I'd never played San Andreas. I think that's wrong because I did have a roommate that bought San Andreas for like $15 because almost every Grand Theft Auto game that came out was very quickly sold for $20 or less, you know, maybe like a month after it was released because so many and you people can buy like it. bought it and resold it. And then you would see like, that was a joke that Conan and I used to make when we go to GameStop. It's like, there's like 50 copies of Grand Theft Auto like here in the used section. Exactly. Because game was there's so just popular a shit ton of, yeah, well, so many people resold them. You know, out there. Yeah. So it is the price, the price, the price dropped so quickly. It's like back in the day in Blockbuster when you would go and you could get a new release like two weeks out for like way cheaper because they'd buy so many copies so they could rent them all out. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of how I felt when we were at MGC, even like not to go back to that last episode too much, but. Like it was still cheap to buy GTA games at MGC, and oh, I feel yeah. like those well, prices were kind of bloated. It was kind of funny because I remember actually there was a particular booth that that was sending that was selling like PlayStation Two games, and wasn't it like it was like it was like San Andreas like ten dollars, and it was like Vice City sixty dollars. It was like then they were right next to each other, and I'm like, okay. Oh, all right, Vice City's hard to come by. I don't know. I mean, they were selling all of the Mario Party games for like a hundred dollars each on GameCube. So, who knows? You know, feels like I feel like every GameCube game that was like an exclusive is over a hundred dollars, and now, or at least was at MGC. I think so I Vice know. City is more like um, a novelty because San Andreas was really cool, and I haven't played much of it. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Five kind of or didn't four kind of like just continue a lot of the mechanics that were in San Andreas, like in a way more elements of San Andreas stuck around, but you didn't have the, like the cool eighties aesthetic like you had in vice city that, or eighties uh, aesthetic was really appealing. And, and yeah, all the, there's a lot of celebrities in, in vice city as well. Um, and looking back and playing a little bit of uh, that I have again, I'm just reminded there's like Dennis Hopper and, and Burt Reynolds and all these people. Well, what, um, what, wasn't the main character like Michael Ironside or like something like that? Like no, the, no, it was Ray Liotta. Oh, Ray Liotta. Okay, but Michael Ray Ironside Liotta was in it, right? Off of the Goodfellas person, personality. Yeah, 
I mean, well, I thought Michael Ironside was in it at some point, but yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, no, they they did get a lot of names for the for that second one. There was it. Were the characters always so weird looking? Like that's another thing that I that I realized from watching like footage of of it now. They look like fucking weird puppets. Like they look like the puppets from the Land of Confusion video, the Genesis video, you know, <laughs> with this with, the, video, with yeah. the scary like Muppet heads. They look really fucking weird. I was like, did they look that weird before? Like I'm, I'm just like. This is like kind of freaking me out. Like this, these guys look strange. And I saw also like some of the discourse online talking about the noodle arms. And actually, well, John ran into like a Wolverine-looking character that's got some fucking claw, like finger claws yeah. coming out of his coming out of his hands and all that. So and the, the characters are hit or miss. And I will say that the main characters they paid more attention to those than the NPCs. The main characters, for the most part, look pretty decent. The weird characters that you're hearing about. Most for the most part, those are the NPCs, the random players, uh, you know, that you'll encounter, random not non player characters you'll encounter. The worst case for me was uh, well, one of the worst cases was there, there's just this woman walking by as I was in a cutscene, I was like talking to my friend, and this woman just sort of wanders into the shot, and her eyes they were just dots like there, there's no white to the eye, it was just two dots on her face and just looked like some kindergartner. Like, hurry up! We need to finish this last NPC before the game gets out. And, like, give it to that kid. Like, they drew a cartoon crayon f- face on this on this woman. Um, and I, the best explanation I can I can hear I, I can I can say about that is is, is one that I heard from um, I want to say it was Game Explainer. Somebody said it looks like for the NPCs they sort of just threw them into some kind of you know upscaling processor or whatever, and that's what came out. And that's that's just about it. They look like auto process to be in this new visual style that they're trying to go for. And it it's hit or miss. It doesn't work. Which, Sometimes it's which passable, further, yeah. Which for the totally supports not. like that was probably rushed. Yep. I mean, what yep. what I was talking about was not necessarily the NPCs because I was watching like a, somebody play it, but it was the actual cutscenes with like the main characters, and I was oh, just yeah. and I was just like, they look weird. <laughs> like that was there's a, there's that was just me. That was just me being like, man. And even the main character I thought looked like a weird Muppet. So it was like, so I was like, I, I was just thinking to myself, I was just like, did they look that weird before? I don't know. I mean, it's just because I don't, re- you know, it's been a long time since I played a Grand Theft Auto game, and I was like, did their faces always look that fucking strange? Like they really look, they really look like this weird puppet thing. They were going for some kind of style, and it's not clear what they were going for. In my opinion, what they should have gone for was that iconic look that's on the covers of all the games, that sort of cell shaded look. If they had applied that to uh, this new definitive edition, that would have looked amazing. It just doesn't. It's not a definitive direction that they that they went. And so some of the characters look pretty good and some others just look terrible. And then some of the characters just came out like glitched up. Like there's one character, I don't know his name in, in, uh, in San Andreas. Every time that he appears so far, he has fingers that are like, that's what I was talking like about. The 12 wolf- inches long, the Wolverine claw Solid guy. Fingers. I was saying he kind of, he kind of looks like he has Wolverine's claws, but they're like reversed. You know, instead of like yeah. coming forward, they like kind of like flip backwards. Like his knuckles are broken <laughs> backwards. Like, yeah. And his fingers are 12 inches long. And, and he's like waving at you. He's like waving at the camera and everything, like waving his really long fingers at you. Um, it's obviously a mistake and it's just uh, it's sloppy. I mean, this is one of the one of the main side characters that you see throughout the game. And so far, he's he always got these crazy fingers. So <laughs> they call him crazy fingers. That's why it's, yeah, it's a street name, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's old crazy fingers wanna, over there. I want to clarify that so far 
I've peeked in on Vice City and on GTA 3 for a couple minutes, but I've spent all my time in San Andreas. Which is supposedly, it's like the worst one of all of them, right? Is what people are saying. That's what they're saying. And, and you know, I'm not, so far, I, again, I'm having fun with it. I'm having a good time. Well, I, I like it. I figured for um, you, I figured for you, like you have the nostalgia for Grand Theft Auto mixed with like your love for like uh, Goat Simulator and stuff like that. And this game is kind of like a mixture of both of those games. So yeah. you enjoy the jank yeah. of it. You like, you like, you like the jank. You don't mind. You don't mind that it's all fucked up, you know? Because it's kind of well, like so, on the okay. same lines as like, yeah, like Octodad sure. or like Goat Simulator, whatever games that you do like Definitely. that are all like jank, you know? And this is. And this is ultimate jank. So I think it's just they kind of just came together, and that's why you like it. Well, it's not not ultimate jank. It's 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 janky. It's not ultimate jank. I will say that there are long stretches where I don't run into any jank whatsoever, and I I just feel like I'm playing like a a good looking PS2 game or maybe like a GameCube game. And if I can meet it on that level, which I find it easy to do, um, yeah, I can enjoy it. Um, and also the jank that does come in, you're right. It, it sort of works because GTA is stylized as a comedy. It didn't work for, for cyberpunk because cyberpunk it was supposed to be was serious. Like a, yeah. supposed to be serious, right? And so it stood out all the more that this weird shit was happening. Uh, GTA kind of highlight, it kind of exaggerates it. It kind of, uh, you know, in a, in a, in a way, it's, it's just more comedy thrown Did into. Did it become GTA. Saints Row the parody that was made? Of? I was I was gonna say it's like a GTA's like the original Skyrim, you know, that's just mm-hmm. like incredibly janky and filled with like bugs and all that, but people love it because of that. And it kind of was when it first came out. Like I was I was always an anti GTA guy from the beginning. Just because I felt like, I don't know, I felt like there were much better games out there and people gave it way more credit than it ever deserved. But it was like, uh, it was one of those things where it's just like everybody wanted to play that game. And I'm just like, I just got annoyed by it. And most of the time when people, when there's a huge mass of people liking something, I automatically hate it because I uh, <laughs> I tend to stray from whatever's popular and all that stuff. But uh, especially when I've I talked younger, about it on the show but, before, yeah. but it's it's the first game I ever played where, with mods. That's because my, well, I guess besides like T whatever we play counter-strike in the dorms but uh second to that was gta 3 when my roommate was doing all these mods and uh i got to play and the mods were fun and i get why people like just that open world to fuck around in obviously we have much better open worlds now but you know i guess i never got serious about these games but i thought they were cool enough that i liked playing them but to me yeah to me like i'm reading that maybe this is just Okay, so you said it was like being developed for mobile, and then they said, you know what, let's do it for everything. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like they took the mobile version that already existed and tried to upscale it. This was a new version. I saw that people were saying that it was based on the mobile version and not like a built from the ground up, which is what they claimed it was going to be. So mm-hmm. I think that's another reason why people were really angry about it was that it was not by any means a definitive edition and maybe didn't need to be $60 for what it was i mean you know i'm not even mad at paying 60 prices or whatever but i'm 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 enjoying it three very long involved games i mean yeah uh, you'll you'll get a lot of i mean 60 bucks i'll get a lot of out of it i mean and they they've even said that in a lot of the reviews that where it's like uh yeah i mean if you are fine with putting up with the bugs and like the jankiness of it then you'll enjoy it because it reminds me of when i bought like a star wars jedi outcast for gamecube which is an incredible game but the GameCube port of it was not great. It was, uh, the, you know, the, the frame rate was bad. There was screen tearing and all this stuff. But I didn't care. I just wanted to play the game. And that was the only way I could play it. So I did. And I paid $60 for it. And I loved it. So, I mean, you know, to, to each their own. But but for me, for me, when I was looking at it, I was just like, 
I was just like, oh, 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 no, 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 I don't know. <laughs> That's uh, I'm like, I don't need that. <laughs> that, but also I have th- I have two other games that I'm much more interested in playing than Grand Theft Auto. Like the the whole reason that I the whole reason I wanted to give Grand Theft Auto a shake again was because of the possibility of them like scaling it up and making it look like a nice looking HD game and all that stuff, which obviously did not happen so that's what swayed me from it it didn't do that but it looks like a, a it looks like a gamecube game if you can stand playing a gamecube game in today's day and age th- then it won't bother you i mean well i love gamecube games but from what I, what i've seen of other people playing it it looks like a gamecube game plugged into the sd plug of your hd tv so it looks like somebody pooped all over it <laughs> it's incredibly dark and like smeared and like you know all that stuff and there's yeah, parts where it's great. dark i've not felt that it that it's smeared perhaps with the there's parts where the shadows just like, like don't somebody really just work. smeared something on it like where everything's through, dark like it doesn't look like the like the colors are in the right place there's certain specific areas and it's by no means like like present throughout the whole, the whole game or whatever but where you'll go into a store and where there are intended to be shadows the object is just like solid black. So like I was walking in, in, into a convenience store and in the back of the convenience store, uh, all of the shelves were totally black to the point where I could not see what was on the shelves, but the floors and everything else around the area of the store was colors. You could see what it was and all that stuff. It's just like this black object sitting in the middle of the room. It's obviously a, a lighting error. Um, that just happens occasionally. It's not all throughout. When you're driving around, whatever, uh, you're, you're not going to see any little shadow issues whatever you might see you'll see some other stuff you'll see like certain times where something is moving the edges around that object look pixelated like it's like that might be the spearing you're talking about but it's not like all over the place or whatever it just not all over the entire screen you know some of it just some of it kind of look like almost 64 level of smearing you know where it's kind of like you I wouldn't know, say they have. You know what I mean? Like parts of it that I, this is just what I saw from a, sure. from, from somebody playing it, just from a live stream, just from a, a Game Explains live stream or whatever. But there, I mean, I've watched a few reviews of it and yeah, there are some parts that look okay. Like for the driving, I was like, well, this looks better, you know, but mm. I'm just, for me, I was like, uh, I'll wait, I'll wait for a patch and a sale for, for that because, because I already have games. I think it says a lot that they didn't let anyone have any advanced copies of it. Yeah, like yeah, that, that, that too. Yeah, and no, nobody got it until Friday. <laughs> yeah, I also think it says a lot that they forced you to buy it as a trilogy and you couldn't. They didn't break. Yeah, it down. I, I was wrong because I would, yeah. I would I totally com- pay twenty wrong. bucks. Yeah, yep. e- even knowing it was janky, I would pay twenty bucks for one of these games yeah. just to have it. Like it would be worth it to me for that price, but to be forced to pay sixty bucks with no advanced now, well, now we no but like <laughs> for a fan that wanted to buy it day one like you john it just to me it just it's it's shifty as fucking that's that's yeah. bad business practice on the company's part alone not to mention you know, i don't want to i don't want to to like uh you know disparage any of the people that actually made the game because they were probably under duress but the publisher themselves like something's wrong here yeah there was no need to push this out it was just for christmas you know that's the reason they needed something they haven't had a game since i think it was red dead 2 yeah. Right. Was that their last game three years ago? Yeah. Well, I mean, they, but they but, needed something. I would say, but Rockstar, they have like, I think what, well, another thing that people are so pissed off about is like they have so much money. Like they have this big company and they have yep. the resources to make this game good. But, but why they, did they like, not? Like, why? They you gave know, it to someone else, didn't they? Like it's a different company that made it. Yeah. Like, why did they not use the resources that they have to make it the actual definitive edition that they promised instead of just making it this garbage, whatever, you know? 
Like reskin GTA Five with yeah. Why did they outsource it to somebody else? Like that doesn't make any sense. So, like they they're not they're not doing anything except for re-releasing GTA Five over and over again. I'm unclear if they if they've actually really outsourced it because the company that made this is called Grove Street Games. Which if you played San Andreas, you know that Grove Street is the name of the gang that you're a part of. So I'm I'm wondering did they outsource it or is this just like some enclave inside of rockstar that was created to do these kind of uh ports but why wouldn't they just say rockstar because it's like got the but also why uh, why wouldn't they why wouldn't they use their company to make it like they have yeah i don't know they have the ability to do it i don't know like it's just weird yeah it's weird to me that the name of the company that made it is grove street games and your gang is the grove street gang in san andreas so that could still be a tribute name of the company yeah I don't know, but I, so like, I, I'm glad that I personally bought it day one because I might've been negatively affected by the reviews and said, Oh wait, it's actually trash and it doesn't work and it's broken. I bought it not knowing any of the reviews and it's, I'm having a great time with it. So I, I would recommend to anybody who was like me is like, Oh, I want to play GTA on the switch. You let's have say, it. Don't, don't wait. Let's, let's say like a, a hypothetical opposite, John, let's say like mm-hmm. it was getting praise and like universal praise and yep. in, in, in games media. And you were running into all the stuff you did. How would you feel? Would you feel like you need to speak up about the jank? Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, the jank, it needs to be vocalized that it's out there. And this is not the definitive edition. If you're looking at it as the definitive edition, you know, all that it is, all the fours and fives are warranted. But if you personally, not some game reviewer or whatever, just a guy who wants the games, uh, wants to play GTA on the Switch. You can look. You can choose to look at it that way. You could say that's just GTA on the Switch, just like it was in the PS2 era. I mean, that could be for anything though. Like any game that gets any bad review, you'd be like, oh well, but that's this game on this thing. Well, but we're talking about uh, a game that was you know released 15, 20 years ago or whatever, and, and a new version of it is out today. Like, don't look at it as a ugly switch game look at it as a pretty ps2 game with some broken elements and then once you go into it with that you can you can enjoy it it's essentially the game that was released 15 20 years ago if you want that it's out there and i'm having fun with it i I think i think a lot of people are mad about it because uh because it is like it is a game that's like what three generations behind the switch or something like that and it should be able to run well and it doesn't so it's like it doesn't what the fuck you know this is this should be you know this should look as good as the other games that are ps2 games or gamecube games on switch with there's a lot of it like you know say whatever you want about super mario sunshine but i think that looked better on the switch and this yeah. does of the or oh, like, it certainly does yeah or like this the, the, like... the sphinx and the cursed mummy that i got like that game looks great you know yeah. like it's i don't know I, I i was hoping that it would be like upscaled like because i love old gamecube ps2 games that are upscaled and look nice they look like an hd game you know on the system and even like 64 games they've done really well with yeah you know aside from the nintendo ones but, but you know like the like doom 64 looked really good the new the turok re-releases i thought looked great and you could actually control the fog on that which was awesome <laughs> you know they actually it was actually yeah. an option like if you wanted the fog you could leave it on if you don't want it you can get rid of it That'd but it's nice. all in the options. yeah that's one of the things people complain about is that with the fog gone now when you go to the top of a mountain or a building you can see the entire area all at once and it just it looks like uh, like it kind of like a toy or something like the whole all of la it just looks like old tiny toy like oh that's it i can see everything without any sort of distortion or fog or whatever and probably some of it's not like generated yet because it's going to pop pop in when you get there and all that stuff yeah yeah. there's a lot of pop in 
when you're flying around in the plane, you see things pop in, pop out, and it's it's sloppy. Have you done the thing where you like look behind you while you're on the bike and it's just your face taking no, up the yet. entire screen yet. because apparently that's a thing. I was just watching a review and I wasn't, you know, I was editing while I was doing it, but it just had the face like in the entire screen. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? I was like, was that in the original yeah. game? Like, why is his face taking up the entire screen? And it's apparently like they're that's trying a, to be yeah. like a Metroid prime. And apparently that's a thing that that's like a, a fuck up or where you try to like look behind you and it's just your whole, and it's just your face like stretched. Seems like, like it's just in taking San up like Andreas. almost all of the, yeah. Yeah. in San Andreas was what it was, but I was just like, that's funny looking. Is that, I saw a video yeah. of someone, uh, they were driving a, I don't know what kind of car it was specifically. It was like a big, like Brown, like, uh, like sedan or whatever, but like they were like kind of doing like I guess you'd almost call it like snaking, like the snake drifting in um in uh M- Mario Kart DS. And the car kept getting wider as they did it. And it reminded <laughs> me of those YouTube videos where it's like every time that uh they say baby in this song will make it increase in speed slightly. <laughs> it was kind of like that, like every time the swerve that the uh the car kept getting wider and wider until eventually it was like filling up both lanes of traffic and i don't know if that's like a specific glitch someone found like based on what car blah 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 all this but i was just like that's fucked up yeah <laughs> that's funny yeah so i'm on the on the bugs and things like i found a bunch of funny ones i've never found one that i would say is game breaking so don't be worried about that you know, has it has it crashed like, yet has the game no, crashed not, or thrown you out of it or anything like that? Not crashed, not thrown me out, anything like that. The the worst thing that's happened as far as like interfering with the gameplay was it's happened twice now that I start a mission and the info doesn't appear on the on the GPS, so I don't know where to go. But I just restart the mission, then it appears. Yeah, that's only happened two times out of I've been playing it for about probably eight hours now, and that that's it. All the other bugs are just funny. Have you run into the rain problem? Apparently, when it no, rains really yeah. hard, you can't see anything. Which I was actually, yeah. I saw somebody like used took the rain effect from GTA and put it in Doom. Have you seen that? <laughs> I saw, I, did see I that saw that on Twitter, and I'm like looking at, it, I was like, man, you can't fucking see anything on the Doom. But I wa- I watched the video of the GTA with the with the with the rain, and I was like, well, you know, that's not that bad. I can still kind of see where you're going, and I I'm, I'm personally a huge fan of rain in games, so. If it was like coming down that crazy, I'd be like, "Oh, that's cool, man!" You know, because I I like the weather effects and stuff like that. So but the video makes it to where like, but the Doom one looks well, really one, makes it look really really for one, bad. The, the rain follows your like the camera and like remains somewhat stationary from what I've seen, and then anytime it's over a body of water, it just vanishes. Like there's no splash, nothing like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. like it, there's just like a black box in the space where the rain should be. Yeah. So there's problems like that. Other glitches that I've had are like, well, so there was some of the funnier ones where there was this, I was, I was in the strip club and there's this dude standing in front of the stripper, like cheering her on. But then he's just like, for whatever reason, his legs lift, like he lifts his legs up and he's just floating above the ground every <laughs> once in a while. It's like he's doing crunches in midair as he's cheering the stripper on and all that. Um, he's maybe into it. Maybe it's, t- maybe it's a Tinkerbell it. stripping. Yeah, maybe it's, it's got sprinkled with fairy dust. Now he's floating. Yeah, other things are just like, I guess this isn't really a glitch, but this seems like maybe it's something that was in the original version that just got ported over. It's actually an audio recording. I was getting chased by a cop, and he shouted at me. He goes, LAPD, get out of the way. <laughs> but I'm in San Andreas. I'm not in LA. Yeah, what the fuck? 
Yeah, that's weird. Like that would you would have to record that and put that in there like that, you know? Right. Like that must have been in the original version. He said LAPD instead of I guess it would be SAPD. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. And then I'm as someone who lived in LA for how long did I live there? Eight or nine years. Long time. Um, it's fun to look at this this miniature version of LA and kind of see some spots that I've been. It's not like it's definitely not a one to one with LA, and I'm sure it's even worse than GTA five. I've never really played GTA five, so I don't know. But it's like they took L.A. and threw it in a blender. There's little bits of it here and there. So I found um, Pershing Square, which is uh, where I would wait for my bus every day after work. And it's also that level in Tony Hawk 3 with the big purple tower and the ball. We have to knock mm-hmm. the ball. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. took a good, good picture next to my bus stop uh, in the game. I walked to the L.A. Convention Center, which is where they have E3. So that familiar building, it's pretty cool to see that there. Uh, in Long Beach, my old, my old town, that's in there. It's called East Beach. And then there was the 69 cents only store in the game, which is a take on the 99 cents only stores that are all throughout LA, which I frequented a lot sure. when I was there. So I was getting a little nostalgic. I was like, oh, I'm kind of in LA. It's like a weird, janky version of LA from 2004, but it's, it's kind of like LA. So it was kind of nice. Um, the, the other thing I want to say, kind of to wrap up my impressions of it, basically, I feel the same way about these games as I do about Mario All-Stars on the Switch, the 3D All-Stars. It's great to have these games on the Switch. They're as fun to play as ever. They're worth the asking price, but they were not given the treatment that they deserve. And of course, All-Stars doesn't have the bugs, but you know, eight hours into GTA, I get to find something that's game-breaking. I'm just finding lackluster presentation. So if you want it, if you want GTA on the Switch, it's out there. Don't wait for the patches. It's fun to play as it is. And the patches, I'm positive, will come. There's no way they're going to let this slide. I mean, they actually already said, like Rockstar said that they were going to that they were going to patch it so that, that's already been like a thing where they're like okay well you know we'll fix it obviously because they're kind of under fire right now for it but regardless it's still like fucking number three on the e-shop so mm-hmm. I, I took i took a peek earlier just to see like what was selling well i was mostly i wanted to check and see if shin megami tensei 5 was doing okay because nobody knows about shin megami tensei and they should because it's a great series of games but uh isn't it basically like persona shut up <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's kind of no uh you know i was just curious as to what the as to what the major sellers were and actually like the top five was pretty great like it's like mario 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 party's number one like uh like uh even knights of the old republic is in like the top five and like gta's there and like shin Megami tensei and like metroid dread and animal crossing and it's all like it's a pretty solid top five there and i, I think like gta was three so it obviously didn't really matter like whether they, you know, how much effort they put into it, it's still going to sell. I just feel like some people might be pissed off by, you know, by what they got, you know, from just like buying it blindly or whatever, you know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if there were people, well, I'm sure there was at least a few, but like people that bought the Switch because they're like, wait, they put GTA, all the GTAs on Switch, I'm buying a Switch. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Friend, friend of the show six was pretty pissed off about the game. I, I read their tweets that they were doing that they that they put up, and um, they were pretty hilarious. For, for, what were they saying? Oh, it was just, it was just uh, you know like some of the backgrounds were like a picture instead of an actual like three D object and stuff like, so like that. Like pre rendered shit. And yeah, they they were pretty they were pretty mad about buying the game. They were just like, I should have I should have just booted up the PS the original PS two version. Like why? Why am I even bother- bothering with this? <laughs> you know, it's like it, they they seem pretty angry about the money that they spent on it. They were like, 
I'm an idiot. I should have never got that. So some, so some people feel like that. You know, it depends. I think a lot of people. I mean, especially people that would be the ones to put the reviews out early are the ones that are kind of like, I got to jump on this now while it's like, like while the fire's hot, and uh, and so they got burned, of course, uh, pun intended. But like, I I still want these games. I want them on the Switch, and I might buy them eventually. And I did say in the not in the Slack, but in the Google Doc, I was like, I'd almost considered buying them for the jank at this point like to laugh at the funny stuff but i don't think it's worth the money it'll, it'll, yeah. it'll be a, it'll be on sale soon enough like like i said for me it's like i want a patch in a sale and then i'll be into it i'm looking at so here here's the actual uh the best sellers right now which has actually changed since the last time i looked at it but it's a pretty it's a pretty crazy lineup like it's a pokemon uh pokemon brilliant diamond at uh at number one mario party superstars at number two grand theft auto trilogy at number three uh, Pokemon Shining Pearl at number four, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic at number five, Shin Megami Tensei five at number six, uh, the double pack of uh, Diamond and Pearl Pokemon at number seven, uh, Animal Crossing at number eight, and Minecraft at number nine. Those are like the top nine eShop games as of right now. So I was like, these are all games that came out like just a few weeks ago <laughs> that are all at the top there. So and I don't know where Metroid Dread is number 13. So it's it's still, you know, it's still hanging on there. But I was like, yeah, uh, GTA number three. So, I mean, that obviously didn't mean that much where the reviews or whatever. I think, you know, people are going to buy whatever they're going to buy. Much like, you know, much like you right. did, you know. And I think, and I'm sure there's a lot more people other than just you, John, that just always wanted a GTA game on a on a regular uh, Nintendo console. And we finally have one. And no matter what anybody says about it, they're still going to get it, you know? And I, right. And, I, and I've been there, like I said, I've been there before. I did the same thing for mini games. I mean, I, I, but the one that came to mind more than anything was a uh, Jedi outcast on GameCube because I, because IGN like totally rolled that game at the time, but I didn't care. I just wanted to play it. And that's the only way I could play was it. Was it a, devil's third was that one of them i like devil's third but i like devil's <laughs> third because it's weird because it's just a weird game like that's why i like it that i mean i've never played a game where you have like magical tattoos that give you like powers to kill people and all that like i wanted to play it because it was just a yeah because it's a bad thir- third person shooter and that's kind of my thing i like i like weird bad third person shooters that's why i want to kind of want to get i mean i'm more excited to get like blood rain 2 that comes out in a couple days actually it might be out now you know Cause, and that's and you can buy those piecemeal. You know, you can buy one of those for twenty dollars. And I want to see how silly those games are. You know, that type of thing. But why don't we? Why don't we uh, go go a little bit more positive here and talk about something that we all got that we liked? And why don't we talk about this little baby right here? Oh yeah, the Zelda Game and Watch. Hold them up, hold them up. Yeah, we all we we all got one. I know this is audio only, but here's our Zelda Game and Watches. It's pretty. It's pretty dope. Um, I I really. I, you know what I. I didn't realize how small it was. Like I thought that really the, tiny. I thought the Mario one was going to be much bigger, and I think that's why I wasn't really into it because I'm like, I don't want another. It's the like, same size as a game, big, uh, normal game and watch. It's like, well yeah, well, yeah. I think by well, my I have one game and watch. I have the Donkey Kong one. And it's a little bit bigger. It than folds this. over, right? Yeah, but I mine's the DS one. Yeah, the DS looking one. But it's almost it's almost like a credit card. You know, it's like a little bit bigger than a credit mm-hmm. card. I mean, it's much thicker. But it's cool. Like uh, I've been having it's something all- in between, like a Game Boy Micro and like a uh, and like an Artie Boy. Like it's something similar to those things. Oh sure, it's like yeah. the size of an iPhone one. Yeah, yeah, about. I think the iPhone one was a little bit thicker, but yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's cool. I've actually uh, I've been playing a lot of uh, Link's Awakening on here. I made it through the first two dungeons, 
And oh. I do, I like the black and white Link's Awakening on this more than I like the yeah. remake the remake on Switch. So I think that I mean this I like the, the original that, I like the original uh, one better. But that's the that's the game of all these games that comes out the best is Link's Awakening for sure. That's the one I've been black playing. And white really pops. That's the one I've been playing the most because I'm like you know I I had it. Uh, we talked about it a bunch of time. I bought it in England, you know, when I was there in London, and I played it, but I never beat it, and I never beat never beat Zelda one either. So I'm like. I could, I could, I'm like, I could maybe beat Zelda one and Link's Awakening, but yeah, it's, it's cool. It's so a, you never played Link's Awakening, the remake. Oh, you got that right. You just didn't never. No, beat I have the remake. I never beat it. I actually didn't, you know, wow. I didn't like the remake that much. I mean, it was, it, it was, it was fine. It, it was fine. I just, there were, there were other stuff that came out that was, that I liked and wanted to play more. So kind of like how you helped me with Mario 64. If you ever wanted to do uh, the original Zelda and have me like help you out. I was hoping, I was actually hoping to. to do it to do it with with uh with my wife jess because she's very good at zelda one as well like she's oh really i didn't know that yeah she actually i i showed her you know right when i because i've been out of town on a job over the weekend i was in indiana for like four days and i just and when i just came back uh the game and watch was here and i was like oh jess look i got the game and watch i was like here you should try it and she like just you know picked it up and just like blew through the first dungeon of of zelda one and she's Mm -hmm. like here uh here i made it she's like here how do i save i made it through the first dungeon and i'm like I don't know, because <laughs> uh, it's got some uh, weirdness to it. Well, I mean, it's just like it doesn't really. I guess there's a little thing in there that you, that will like kind of explain stuff to you, but it took me a minute to figure it out. Like I forgot that there's a power button on the side. There's like a sleep power button thing, so I changed it to where it'll like go to sleep every three minutes because I couldn't figure out how to turn it off. But then I realized I even like put it on Slack to you guys. I was like, "How the fuck do you turn this thing off?" Which I did I answer. It on. Yeah, but well, then I then I figured it out later. I was like, oh wait, it's on the fucking side. It works the same way as the switch, like sleep button, pretty much. Yeah, no, it, it has the same little insignia on the button as well, which is cool. I mean, it's great. the The reason that I like it so much is it's like an actual portable system. You know, yeah. I mean, the switch is portable, but the switch is huge. Like, this is something you can actually like throw in your pocket and take to work, and just kind of play around with it. You know, while you're working, and that's great. Like this is what this is what I want. Like I like this, and then I think you were saying the same thing, Jeremy, in the notes. Yeah, I think it's a good form factor for like they could make that. Like it wouldn't be hard to make this, you know, able to like either connect online directly and download games or upload games from your Switch to it or something along those lines. Because it's so small. Like I know they want to like cash in on the fact they can sell each game individually or in these little collections, but I don't know. I just think it'd be cool as an actual thing, but. Yeah, that Triforce on the back's pretty damn cool too. Oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I noticed. I noticed that really quickly too. That it that it that it glows on the back. I watched a teardown of it, and that's like um, I don't know. It, it it's the whole the whole way it works is like there's a little like lens built into the case that's kind of cool, like how that works. Oh it's yeah, just, no, yeah, I didn't I didn't look at how it actually worked, but I, I a think nice it's, little piece it's of neat. design where that little that Triforce isn't its own LED, like LED light. It's just the the screen itself is like bleeding through the back. Cool. cool it's a nice little touch um yeah. i did watch uh i watched a teardown and i also was like hopeful that somebody could hack this a little easier especially <laughs> so since it's usbc yeah. but no it's the same as the last one i mean it's it's almost an identical circuit board it just has things shifted around a little bit it almost seems like mainly for the triforce they like shifted things around on the circuit board but it's the same processor and pretty much the same screen as the last one. What what's what's all on the uh, Mario one that you guys? It was just Mario one, right? And Mario uh, Mario two, and then the ball game, right? Yeah. Oh, Jap- Japanese Mario two, right? 
not not American yep. Mario Two. Yep. Correct. Okay. Mm. It's a lot, it's like it's a lot less. I think this one's a better value for sure. For sure. Yeah. I yep. mean, I, not I to say you could ascribe a value to someone wanting to collect something cool that was mario based like i love my mario game and watch but to be honest i don't know where it is i i I haven't played it since i moved moved. and uh yeah Yeah. i packed it away somewhere but this thing is cool enough that i think that i'll play it for a while yeah not only do you get more games do you get longer games much longer games yeah you can't persist that mario Mm -hmm. won in like 20 minutes but has, has, anybody not the lost levels. has anybody yep. beaten any of the games on here? I mean, you said that you could get through Legend of Zelda one pretty quickly, Jeremy, if you were determined. Have you have you beat through? Have you played beat Legend of Zelda one on this yet? No, I've only got through games? the first dungeon. Oh, okay, I only really started playing it today. Like I've been playing other stuff this week, but we'll talk. I'll talk about that. So. Yeah, I was. I, I've just been playing. Like I said, I've just I've been playing Link's Awakening, and I and I did play. I played some of the um, Vermin. That's what it's called. It's like a whack-a-mole game mm-hmm. with Link's head That's on there. I, I played that. I played the, uh, there's a timer game where you can kind of move around like in, Ze- in the Zelda 2 stuff and uh, fight different people. I kind of, I fucked around with the, with the clock mode, you know, where you can kind of move around like as it shows the clock and all that stuff. And, and I've gotten, have you seen like, you know, if you leave it on and when it goes to sleep mode, there's these little like uh, pictures that show up that are really cool. I've, I've yeah, been like I've, illustrations I've, from I've the caught, manual. Yeah, yeah, I've caught a couple of those where I'm like, "Oh, neat, that looks cool." But uh, but a- after like actually holding and having one of these, you know, because I didn't have the Mario one, I did kind of feel like a little bit of FOMO where I'm like, "Oh man, now I kind of want the Mario one," you know, because I because now that I actually have it, I was like, "Oh, this is neat," you know. And like John was asking yeah. me on the oh, asking on the Slack, you know, like what if I thought about getting one? And I was like, "Yeah, you know what? If, if I if for some reason I was at Target and I would see one in the wild, I would I would pick it up." You know, just because I think it's a really, it's a really cool thing. I didn't realize it was so small. Like that's what really blew me away about it. I guess for some reason I thought it was going to be bigger, and I like the size of it. And I, you know, I'm working, I'm working for the next couple of days, and I'm actually, I'm going to bring it to work with me, just because I can just the, throw the it in my. Of that, those, it's like the same size those, as my little wallet thing that I have, and I can just throw it in my pocket and just take it to work. And I got something to fuck around with, other than like looking at Twitter or Facebook or whatever on my phone. I'd rather play this, you know, when I get some, when I got some downtime. It's so you know? awesome. That you US, just be like, oh, the shit. There it is. Yeah. Oh, the sleep no, the button. Sleep, yeah. the sleep well, the sleep button, because yeah. you're just like, I'm playing right now, and then I just hit the button. Mm-hmm. It goes to sleep. Yeah. Jump right back into Yeah. So and if you're out in public, like, like yeah, there's no headphone jack, so no. you can't really, like, listen that's to the game true. in some situations. No, I mean, I would but just I would just play I just play with the audio off. But you are the sound guy on, on the movie set, so, you know, you're not going to be <laughs> pissing off anybody. No, I was just, I was playing it the other night while I was editing, just with the sound off. And it's you know I know I know what these games sound like, <laughs> you know I know the soundtrack. I don't need to know it. I mean it's nice to hear it when it's on there, but it took me a while to figure out how to turn turn up and down the volume. Also, you just got to push the pause set button to make it go up and down, which that's that's kind of and that's where like the the brightness is as well and the screen and the screen size and reset and all that stuff. But it's it's a neat it's a neat it's a neat little thing. I mean it's I, neat, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna want to buy all of them. But by the fourth one of these, if they keep doing a one a year. That'll be two hundred bucks. I've dropped on it, and like, well, I wish you had just made this as a console. Yeah, but and then allowed me <laughs> to maybe like upload one or two games at a time onto it. I, obviously, you'd pay for it, but the probably the main reason they didn't do something like that was because of how easily it could be hacked as a result. But man, imagine imagine just taking this and being like plugging into a little dock on your computer, and then you've got like yeah five NES games or whatever. Like that'd be so mm-hmm. cool. 
I mean, speaking of like there being like four or five of these, like the first thing I thought of when I pl- when I was playing this, I was like, man, I would love to play Metroid One on here. I would love to love one that has Metroid One and Two on here. That would be so cool. Just because Metroid gets like no love whatsoever, <laughs> you know, never gets as much love as Mario and Zelda does. I don't think that's ever going to happen. But except for Dread. Well, well, Dread, yes, Dread is selling well now, but. But it's you know if you look over the years like Metroid has never really gotten all this love that that the other you know there's there's no like re-releases of Metroid games like there's well there's a trilogy but you know what I mean it's not like you don't see the love that you get to like Mario and Mario and uh, and Zelda and all that stuff so me wanting a Metroid one seems like something just that just isn't going to happen but I would I would love for them to yeah to be like oh yeah people like Metroid Dread maybe we should sell a Metroid Game & Watch, but also at the same time, there was never a Metroid Game & Watch that actually existed, so maybe they wouldn't do that. So I'm like, where would they go if they did another one? Would they make, like, like Donkey Kong. would they do, like, like Donkey Kong, make... Donkey Kong 95 or whatever, that Game Boy game yeah. that was really good, that was actually a sequel to the original arcade game? They could right. do that. I mean, I would love to see one. Donkey Kong Country on one. Yeah, but see, but then you have to change the buttons. Then you have to make it a Super Nintendo thing, which I don't yeah, think they're true. actually going to do, because then you would have to add, like, a then it wouldn't look like a game and watch anymore because you'd have to have the the shoulder buttons and the four buttons on the side and all that. I think it's there. It's what took over for the you know the the NES and the SNES classic. We were like, oh, they're going to keep doing this, and we we predicted it based on two things. I guess it's kind of happening again now. We're like two successive years we get two <laughs> so that game means, and watches. That like, means we're going to get nothing else after this, is what you're saying? <laughs> Just like or, the classics, or this is what. Our theory of like the Game Boy Classic. I guess we did. I mean, happened. I mean, I guess it wasn't Nintendo, but we got it from all these other companies. There was the Mega Drive Mini. There was like the mm-hmm. Turbo Graphics 16 Mini. Like, there's all these other fucking things that that happened that weren't Nintendo. But Nintendo was just like, let's just do two and set the bar and leave. But I would, yeah. I would love, I would love to get a, I would love to get a Metroid version of these of this. And I don't think, it, but I would love to also have like a one that just maybe had just like. Mario Land 1 and 2 and WarioWare on that. That'd be great, too. If they did, like, a Game Boy one that just had, like, the Mario mm-hmm. Game Boy stuff. I'd be what about, in, like, I'd be a Tetris that one? That had, like, Tetris and Tetris Attack and, you know, like, some puzzle that games. That could be really cool. Castlevania one, that'd be cool. Well, we are, I mean, yeah, we already have the Castlevania They're not games first party. On, uh, on Switch, you know, but it's not as small, I guess. It, it makes you, it does make you think back to the original Mario you, one. Be you, like, know, you know what God, I would... Damn, I wish there was a Mario 2, Mario 3... You know what I would really like to see for one of these is I would like you remember the Game and Watch re-releases that they did in the nineties? Yeah. For Game Boy, like in Game Boy Color and all that. Oh, put, right. put those on this. There was like four or five of them. Like put all of those Game and Watch games on a Game and Watch and let us just buy it. That would be so cool. Where it Wasn't had the, there one it had that the was original ones. To Club Nintendo? There was, yeah. Well actually I think that was a DS I think that was a DS one that Wasn't was exclusive to Club Nintendo of one of the Game and Watch games. Oh right. Because I have I have the original one for Game Boy Color that came out when I was in high school. And I thought that was fun as hell when it came out, just because I'd never played any of these games before. And they have the they have the original Game and Watch version and then they have like a Mario version that like puts you know, changes the sprites to make it look more modern and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking those were weird. Like, I didn't know what they were because I didn't know what Game & Watch was when those came out. Neither did I, I but I bought it, it anyway, and it was and it was fun to play. I mean, it was like, you know, it was like an arcade game. It was like, to me, it felt like a pu- it felt like Tetris, you know, it was like a puzzle game where you're just trying to beat your score over and over again. And that was fun to me. Like, it was like the same thing as playing a puzzle game in my mind, in my teenage mind or whatever. I was like, oh, no, this is like Tetris. So I can just, you know, it's it's infinitely fun because I'll always just try to beat my own score and all that stuff. 
And that's how I had fun with it. But I, yeah, I would love to see something like that with that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, I see it as wasted potential, but it's probably for them. It's just like, let's just keep churning out the same device with the different stuff on it. Once again, we're doing this projection based on two things, just like the SNES Classic. And the yeah, NES so you're Classic, predicting but... it to where this is going to be the last one and it's going to be done after that. But maybe that, this is it. Maybe this is maybe put, this is the last one. You you're know? putting the nail in the coffin right there on these. We'll never see one again. But it, I think I feel like me wanting a Metroid one means that I won't get one because you know everything. I mean, I would. I mean, I would love to see like a Star Tropics one that has Star Tropics one and two, but that's never <laughs> fucking happening ever. But God, that would be so cool. <laughs> a Star Tropics game yeah, and watch. They're gonna what, release what one, fucking world exactly would that one, be from? One unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on a desert island somewhere, and you have to get a letter from your uncle Mike and dip it in water to figure out where the island is. That's what they'll do. I can do it. I know. I know that. I know the code still. I don't need it. Well, why don't you? Why don't you finish all the stuff that you've been playing, John, and then we'll take a break and talk about the other stuff. The other thing is just that I've been playing Mario Maker Two. They had a ninja speed run course in honor of this Zelda game and watch, which is oh, pretty cool. Of course. Oh, oh, cool! I didn't know about that. Like, what's what is? Yeah, check it out. What is it like? Like, what? Is, how does it honor the game and watch? It's a Link level, so you're wearing the Link costume and. Uh, you run around shooting your arrows at different uh, uh, power blocks. I think the the speed run might be over officially, but you can still play those. Yeah, check it out. It's a fun level. Still holding the candle for old uh, Super Mario Maker 2 there. Oh, yeah. Going for 2,000 hours now. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I mean, we, we got we got, a, we got a few extra minutes here before we take the break. I could talk about something, I guess. Gossicles. The, the band that Jeremy and I saw at Midwest Gaming Classic, I went and bought some. I bought some music from them. Just wow, the, you supported them directly. I did. I, I bought some music from them from iTunes actually. So I bought it legitimately. Well, I, I, they. I don't know. What do they get? Like five percent of that or something like that. I don't even want to think about it. It's sad. But I know. Even you said even through Bandcamp, it like breaks down, like not in the right way or whatever. But I, I just wanted to. I was like, I want to buy some of their music. I thought they were cool. Like, I really enjoyed them playing live. And I was like, maybe I was like, maybe I can get an album. Like, I was like, maybe I could find like the first video game album that they did, and it would have all the stuff that I liked on it. It turns out they have like ten albums. <laughs> it's just, they have like so many fucking albums. And I was just kind of looking through them, and I was like, well, each of them has like a song or two that I like. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna buy like a song from multiple albums. So that's what I ended up doing. So I bought. This is what I ended up getting. And I also used it in our Patreon episode. So, you know, patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Listen to our episode that we did where we recorded in the hotel room right after we went to the after party and all that stuff. But I got, uh, I bought one from the Animal Songs, even though I talked against it in the episode. I bought Vampire Squid. <laughs> just Vampire because, Squid's pretty fun. Because I thought Vampire Squid was pretty good. So I got, I got a Vampire Squid from Animal Songs. I got Bad Dudes, which actually they didn't play live. But they have a song about the game Bad Dudes, which was on Hardcore Pong. So I bought that one. And all these game, all these were like ninety nine cents per per uh, song. I got Save That Mermaid, which was uh, or Save Dat Mermaid with the date with the D, which is a song about the mermaids from Goonies Two on NES. And I thought that song was baller when we saw it, when they saw them play live. Uh-huh. So that was a definite one I was going to get. So I got Save That Mermaid. Uh, I also got Drop Dead Squid Face, which I really enjoyed the video of that one, <laughs> which they showed. I also bought. Four fat guys, of course, because you have to. That's from I Feel Sickle from that album, and from uh, and uh, Drop Dead Squid Squid Face was from Squid Icarus the album, <laughs> and uh, I also got the Konami Code song, which is from NES Feratu. So okay. that's nice. and this this isn't even all their albums. This is from six different albums. So I got six songs from six different albums. 
of Gothicals. You should but, check out if you're going to buy more from them. I think Bandcamp on Fridays does like right. That's you, that's when it's supposed to go to the. I, I always it should be Bandcamp on Thursdays because most of the time when I'm editing the podcast, I want to buy music <laughs> to play on the podcast. Yeah. So and I did actually end up buying. I bought the soundtrack to Dusk because I wanted to have some Dusk songs on the uh, playlist for the for the I Play Games uh, meetup that happened earlier tonight with Kevin Fair. So I did buy that, and I also bought Chip Tanaka, which just came out today. It 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 uh, it it it, it just premiered. It just released uh, at the recording of this. So you've not heard it yet? Oh no, I did. I've been listening to it all day. It came out like at midnight yesterday, I guess, because now it's okay. midnight. That is going to confuse all the listeners. But <laughs> but the day the day that we started, it came out when it came out on Wednesday at midnight. So I've been listening to it all day, and it's great. I mean, it's, you know, I've, I've loved everything that Chip Tanaka has done in album form and all that. So it's just more greatness. It's one, I don't know. It just makes me feel, it makes me feel good to listen to it. I've been, uh, I realized that my car is kind of like a switch in its own way. This is a weird thing. So I, (laughs) so I have, okay. So I have like a Bluetooth headphones and I'm, uh, so I'm basically, you know, I'm doing laundry today before, before the, uh, I play games event. And I'm like, I want to, I'm just going to listen to uh, Chip Tanaka while I'm doing my laundry. So I'm doing some, you know, putting all the laundry together. I have my Bluetooth headphones on. I go to my car to drive the laundry to the laundromat. And when I get in the car, the music automatically switches to the Bluetooth in the car. So it starts playing in the car. And then when I turn the car off, it goes back to my headphones. And then I go into the laundromat and listen to it on the headphones. And I go back into the car and it goes back to the car. So it's like switching its own way, right? <laughs> isn't that, isn't that I crazy? So. I've never done this before. This is the first time I've ever tried this. But yeah, it will automatically switch back and forth between my headphones and the car, depending on whether the car's off on or not. That's fucking cool. It's it's like almost its own like musical mu- musical switch there. I just, I never, never tried it, you know? I remember when you got your 100 disc CD changer. <laughs> I think it was like ten discs or something like that. Or was it six? Well, no, you I had. Was, I guess you had oh, the one for your house. That was oh 100. yeah, that thing broke because <laughs> like yeah. one CD fell out and it like broke that CD and it all kind of. You're basically like, like yeah. I'm gonna put all my CDs in there and just put it on repeat. Just you know, it constantly. It was cool. Yeah, we or put, put it on random and play it on shuffle. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a oh, great. Yeah. It was a great idea, but it didn't. Yeah, it didn't last very long. But yeah, no, I, I, I but I did really enjoy that hundred disc changer. But it, yeah, it kind of just fell apart. Like, uh, it, it it fell apart on its own. Like, just trying to so take much the disc out. And, yeah, and, and it would miss the disc, and then the disc would break, and then everything would fall, and and then it would fuck up the carousel thing that's in there, and yeah. But listening listening to these gospel songs, they actually remind me a lot of the early Adam and his package albums, which is pretty cool. I was getting that vibe when we saw them yeah. live, which. And some of those I was throwing a lot out there, but I feel like I said something well. Some of those there. songs that have more lyrics to them that aren't just like mm-hmm. you know aren't just like Contra Thirty Lives. Like there are ones where they actually sing about like the Save That Mermaid. Save That Mermaid mm-hmm. definitely sounds like an Adam and His Package song, like a hundred percent. It reminds me of like I wouldn't some be of the, surprised if some of the earlier like albums. Adam's package. Yeah, it, it reminded me a lot of those player. a lot of those early albums that I would listen to, which I listened to like every Adam and His Package album. So I was like, I was like, this and like the way they sing, like kind of sounds a lot like his voice, like the same sort of like, you know, kind of wimpy, squealy, like, uh, like vocals and all that stuff. So we saw Adam and his package together at the fireside. Did we? Yeah. Oh yeah. He, yeah. He we, had we, just we, had a, uh, I think it was a CD Walkman, like that he 
had hooked up to the sound system because his something about his equipment he didn't have with or whatever. Oh, nice! You forgot yeah. his package. <laughs> he didn't have his, his package. Pa- his package was the Walkman. His package <laughs> comes in all straight. In, in all that case, it sizes. was yeah. But he had like a like a electric guitarist playing along with it. But yeah, yeah, Gossicles is they're a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I listen, I listen to all those songs that I got, and I put I put three of them on our Patreon episode. So listen to that, and you will you'll get to i have a new goal i want to be in a video game man yeah we'll see if that ever happens gas sickles inspired you to be uh they're they're pretty they're pretty cool i like uh i like i just want to play their approach convention yeah i like Mm. their approach we were actually uh i was talking to kevin earlier about the um about the video game the very important gamer like in the after party and all that stuff and it kind of sounded like he felt like it's gone it, it had gone a little stale because he said they've kind of had the same bands play there like every year and this is our first time that we've experienced it. And I was talk- I was like, you know, Kung Lao was there. You know, they were funny for what they were, but I didn't think they were necessarily a great band. It was just kind of like, you know, it's like 70% covers. And he's like, yeah, Kung Lao plays like every year. And I was like, okay. And he's like, yeah, it's a little stale. And maybe that's why he ended up not coming out to the to the after party. But I, I, th- I told him, I was like, you know, I thought it'd be a little bit more. I thought it was going to be a little bit crazier. I thought like... We'd be doing shots with Tim Kitzrow or something like that, you know. I mean, he was there, but I thought it'd be a little bit like maybe maybe next year it'll be bigger. I don't know. And I know it was in a smaller space last time as well. So, but here let's let's do this before we take a break. I don't want to forget about this, but I, I couldn't do it last week because uh, because we were doing our Midwest Gaming Classic stuff and I didn't have enough time. But uh, Jess bought me the uh, the Metroid Amiibo, the Metroid Dread Amiibo. Right here, I, I mentioned it before on the show that uh, that she, she that uh, Instagram advertised it to her, so she was able to get it through GameStop. But I have not opened it because I wanted to open it on the show, so I'm going to open it right here, and then we'll take a break. How about that? So, okay. So if I open this, I can finally get. Jeremy still has not opened his, but doesn't it bother you that you? Well, I guess you don't have 100. percent I was like, doesn't it bother you that you don't have all of the energy tanks? Because I want that last energy tank. And you know what? I'm going to fucking get it. Last energy tank and last missile tank are right here in this in this box that I'm opening. So that's what kind of... It's like that heart piece that you never never got. And plus these, these amiibo look pretty rad. Oh, this, this Emmy is kind of massive. That pretty heavy amiibo? Whoa, that looks cool. It's kind of freaky, right? I'm holding it right up to the camera with the giant hand. I feel so threatened. This this amiibo, this Emmy's going to come for you, John, if you do not complete Metroid Dread, by the way. You were you were slacking on that. That's true, I am. Metroid Dread. I saw it in the slack. Me, me, <laughs> Metroid Dread, <laughs> uh, nominated for Game of the Year, Game of the year. on uh, the Game Awards, which... Their website sucks. I could I, I tried going there so many times that I could not even look at any of the awards because it kept saying like turn your it's like turn your phone horizontal and I do that and then it doesn't do anything. <laughs> and I tried also, to figure out how to log in, but it was one of those websites that only lets you log in like through Facebook or Google. Like you couldn't use your email to log in, and I hate that. Also, something I found hilarious is the uh, the tweet that they put up about their um about their like did they added the nominations and all that they fucked up the website they put www dot not www dot so it's not a real website <laughs> <laughs> they, they put it they uh they fucked it up they they uh yeah there's a typo in there so it's not an actual website so they shouldn't you, have got grocery games to do their website 
Yeah. So yeah. So if you <laughs> click on it, you don't actually go to anything. So it's hilarious. But let, let's let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about other games Sounds and good. such. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over. So there's a couple there's a couple more games that I've been playing that I want to talk about other than uh, the Zelda thing which I did play which I did play a lot of the game and watch but um, because I've been working over the weekend you know I didn't have a whole lot of time to to delve into one of the bigger games that's coming out that came out this week I'm sorry I know there's one listener who really wants to know my thoughts on that particular game but we'll, we'll talk about I want to know the, your thoughts on that game. But uh, the game that I've been playing the most is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, just because I've played that game so much that it's very familiar to me. So it's it basically became like my calming game. You know, I was uh, I always you know whenever I go whenever I go work anywhere, I was I was away. I was in Indiana over the weekend, and I was staying in a hotel, and I always take my Switch with me with the dock and hook it up to the TV and all that stuff. And 
that's what I did after work is I would play uh I'd play Knights of the Old Republic, which is great. Speaking of uh if you want to talk about ports to the Switch, which which I was very excited about, Knights of the Old Republic is great. I think it's I think they did a really fucking good job. And they didn't really they didn't call it the definitive edition. It's not sixty dollars. It's fourteen ninety nine, which is an excellent price for an incredible. So between game. so between what John gave me, which I'm very still thanks a lot, John, for giving me that ten bucks. Uh, and then my gold points, I can just buy this if I want. Like I can just download it. Well, do you think I should? Let me try to convince you here. I just tell you about Knights of the Old Republic. I think Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. I've said it before. It's probably the best Star Wars game that's ever existed. If you want to go back to a time when Star Wars stories didn't suck and weren't just all about repeating the same lines of the three movies over and over and over again, ad nauseum, uh, Knights of the Old Republic is a great game. It's I think it's great for anybody who's into like Star Wars lore. Like I, I fell in love with it because, number one, it's, it's kind of based... Well, it's based on two things that I love. Number one, it's based on the Tales of the Jedi comics from the 90s from Dark, from Dark Horse, which I actually started reading again while I was playing this game, just because I've been so into it. But, uh... It, which was uh, Tales of the Jedi took place like four what like four hundred years before the Skywalker saga and all that shit, so it's all apart from all this stuff. And uh, Knights of the Old Republic is actually a sequel to that, and that was a comic book series which I read in high school, which was in the nineties. Also, the game was based on the Star Wars role playing game, which I was playing in the nineties as well. So you see a lot of the stats and stuff from various different weapons and whatnot from the tabletop Star Wars game, which is really fucking cool. So I felt like. I don't know, it just the game blew me away because I felt like the people who made it obviously knew the story of Star Wars. You know, they actually knew like the like they knew that the, there's a part where you go to a Jedi temple and you learn all the ways of the Jedi and you also go to a Sith temple and you learn all the ways of the Sith and like what it Bioware, takes to, right? and what it takes to go to the dark side and all that. Yeah, it's a Bioware game. And I think it's I think it's better than any of the Mass Effect games. But that's me. I I, I couldn't really get into the Mass Effect games. I played through two. I have three for the Wii U. I played like 10 hours of it or something. But it never hit me as much as uh, Knights of the Old Republic did. I just felt like it was written really, really well. Um, it's a similar thing where like, you know, you can go to the light side or the dark side based on what choices you make and all that stuff. And I think you might like it, Jeremy, because it's not really... I never felt like it was too heavy on the battle system. Like I never really got stuck anywhere. Like, there are some, like, I mean, you do have to d destroy a ranker, like, by yourself, but if you're not stupid about it, you can make it through. Like, mostly I just threw I just threw grenades at it until it died, you know, if you have enough. Or, like, you throw grenades and you kind of just stay away and just, like, shoot it, just shoot it with your blaster and until it falls down, you know, like that type of thing. And it's, and because it's, like, based off a PC game, you know, you can save whenever you want. Like, you can do, you know, save states, whatever. Uh, you can say you can save at any time. So if you're stuck on a thing, you can like you can shoot the ranker once and then save and then shoot him again and then save and then you know like that that type of thing. And actually, a funny a funny thing happened to me while I was playing this game in Indiana. We had like had like a ten hour. It was a, it was a long day and I was really tired. And I got back and I was like, I'm gonna play I'm gonna play Knights of the Republic for a while. So I so I booted up. I do a bunch of stuff. I play for like an hour and a half. And then I'm like, I should save. Then I go to save and then I just without even looking at it, looking at it. I hit load instead of save, and it just loads back to an hour and a half before I did all this shit, oh, and no. I just lost everything that I did. And I'm like, "What?" It got overwritten. No, uh, instead of saving, I loaded it, so I didn't actually save. I played it for an hour and a half, and I didn't save. Well, I'm like, "I'm gonna save," oh, but without shit. even looking, I, I hit load. 
So I loaded the game that I originally started with an hour and a half before. So I lost all the stuff that I did. And I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck? But still, I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know what? I didn't really do that much. So I just went through and, and did all those things again. I skipped all the dialogue because I already know what it is, you know, and I went and did all the shit that I did. And I kind of just went through it in like 10 minutes and then I actually saved. And it wasn't that bad, but my brain was so fried from all of it that I just kind of didn't think about it. And I just hit, and I just hit load instead of save. But I mean. I made a character. I've almost done that, or I have done yeah. that before. Oh my god, that's one yeah. of the worst things you can do. Is it sucks? Yeah, <laughs> it's a save. It, it's literally like the save state nightmare where you, and then like I did it on Zola too, multiple times on emulators where you save yourself into a loop state of being fucked. Yeah, but I mean, it's see the the great the cool thing about this is I I like just played this game not that long ago. I started playing it on my Mac again on Steam. You know so. I played like a good like 10 hours of it, like maybe like a few months ago. So the game's pretty fresh in my mind. So these, this like whole first part of the game, I just played it. So it doesn't really seem that, you know, I can easily just go through it again. Cause I, you know, cause I kind of know what to do. And I just, like I said, so I got it's an action RPG kind of, right. So it's like, uh, uh, I know it's Western. So is it more like you're doing things in real time or is it like it's real time until you're in battle? The, the battle system is is really simple. Like, well, at least as as far as where I'm at, it's very simple. When you get when you start to get like force powers and stuff like that, it does get a little more complicated. But as of right now, you just click on people. You just click on somebody and hit attack and then your person walks up and attacks them. And that's all it is. It, it's kind of it's kind of like maybe like a little bit of a turn based thing, but not really. It, it's maybe a little bit like an MMORPG. Basically, when you see an enemy, it'll pause. The game will automatically pause, and it'll like target where the enemy is, and it'll be like, "What do you want to do?" And you'll click like attack, and then your character will run over there and just start doing the attack over and over again until you decide for them to do a different thing. It's basically how it works. So it's it's pretty simple. I, I would say the battle system is not is probably not its strong suit. What won it over for me was the writing, like the writing and the characters and. And just like right off the bat of this, and I feel like it's still, I feel like it's still like relevant now. It just, it's very, it, it's all about racism, like very much so. And uh, so the game, the game starts off. You're on, you're on a battleship. Your ship is getting attacked. Uh, you, you know, like all shit's gone to hell, and you have to go. You know, you basically have to like fight your way through all these different people that are on the ship, and you find your way to a escape pod, and you go to this planet called Terrace. And when you land on Terrace, uh, there's this like virus that's going around Terrace and the entire planet has become quarantined. So nobody can leave there. So Terrace is kind of an in-between planet. So there's a lot of like non-human aliens there. So you run into people saying, you run into people like having their own like little, you know, ministry thing outside saying that the problems of Terrace are caused by all of the non-humans that are there. It's very similar to what we're ha- what we're seeing right now in America. People saying that all their problems are called by are caused by non-whites and not the rich people who constantly stand on their shoulders and push them down and all that. So it, it's it's very like I'm like holy shit. And yeah, there's the quarantine, there's the virus, there's the Rakul virus, the COVID virus. Like it's it kind of like hit me. I was like, hey, you know what? Everything's still the fucking same as it was in 2003 when this game came out. So it's like. So I'm like, holy shit! It's it's. I don't know. I feel like it's just as relevant and as as it was before, and and I know that they really get into a lot of like the racism stuff with like with the different alien types and all that, but they just they hit you right over the head on it like right at the beginning of the game. Like it's already apparent that this is an angle that they're going to. 
Because I know there's a part where you go to, like, the Wookiee planet, Kashyyyk, and there's, like, a whole thing about the Wookiees, like, you know, being enslaved by the Empire and all that stuff. And there's, you know, obvious, like, themes of racism and all that. But it's it's right off the top because it's kind of like a – it's like Metropolis. It's like um, it's like Skies of Arcadia. It's the same thing with, like, the upper city and the lower city, you know, where, like, the rich people live on the top. and But there's the apartment complexes complexes where the aliens live and they're pers- persecuted as well. But there's another, another city under that. That people think are people think the the people there are less than the ones above that, and there's an even lower city below that, and that's where the Rakul virus is, and that's where all the Rakuls are running around, and the Rakul virus actually turns you into a mutant rat, is what it does. So it's pretty it's pretty intense, but uh, yeah, it's um, I don't know. I think the game's great, and I made I made my character a black female because uh, there's not enough black female leads in Star Wars, so that's what I was going for in that. And I also I named her Nomi Sunrider, which I felt kind of dumb about. Well, I like the name Nomi Sunrider, but Nomi Sunrider is like a pivotal, is like a main character from the Tales of the Jedi series that that was a prequel to this game, you know, and all that. So I was like, I was like, well, maybe that's kind of dumb because this is already a name in Star Wars. But I guess the fate of your main character, it couldn't make sense that maybe they were named after Nomi Sunrider. I don't want to. I don't want to say too much spoiler stuff, but I was saying I could make it work. I should I should have called her Nomi Sunrider too, but whatever. But yeah, no, it's it's been great uh, playing it on the on the Switch versus a PC. I do or versus Mac is what I paid it on, played it on for the most. Uh, I do kind of miss like having a button for everything, but that's just you know playing on a keyboard versus having a having a controller, you know. Because I miss like being able to just hit a button, to just go straight to the save menu, or hit a button to go straight to the map and stuff like that. Now you gotta like hit Can it do keyboard controls. Like I know some games have allowed that. I don't know. I haven't you just hook up a USB. I don't know. I haven't tried it. Well, it would need it would need like keyboard and mouse to to make it work. But there's a single dongle that will control both that I have. Yeah. I don't like know. For like I mean, certain types you buy. I mean, you could try it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that supports that or not. But it but it does work really well with con- with a controller. Like I always wanted to know what Knights of the Old Republic would how it would handle with a controller because I always wanted to. I don't know. I mean, it, this was an Xbox One, Xbox Real One, not the one you know original mm-hmm. Xbox exclusive in two thousand three was Knights of the Old Republic, and I was like. When I played it on Mac, and I got this game, I got this game when we graduated from college, John. I remember talking to you about it, like during graduation for Columbia, because I it was like my gift to myself from graduation was getting Knights of the Old Republic the first time. This is the third time I bought it, but the first time I bought it for my other Mac. But I was like, I, I remember playing through it, and I was like, man, uh, this makes me kind of want a Xbox just to play it as like you know with a controller instead of a keyboard. You know. Is it- as intended, yeah. Yeah, but it but it does really well. Like you, uh, you know, it's just a, you move left and right on the right stick to turn, and that's and it kind of like auto it, it kind of like auto targets whatever you're supposed to go to instead of like clicking on it. So you'll find like you'll find like a treasure chest thing, you know, where and you just hit like A and you'll walk over there and look at it. Or same thing when you're trying to fight guys, you hit like L and R on the top to switch targets, and then you hit A to go over and fight them. That type of thing. But and from what I heard, like this is like probably one of the only like really good like widescreen versions of the game so that's cool i don't know I, I think i think it looks good like i haven't had any issues with it i did have one one issue where uh i was on the lower city cantina and the lights were all out and just everything was dark and i couldn't see anybody but like the same thing of like what john was saying about gta i just left and came back and then the lights were on 
but it was weird. Like I was talking like a job of the hut character and you just couldn't see, couldn't see their face. It was just all dark. And they're just <laughs> like this dark blob. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't remember it looking like this. And I, I just left the canteen and came back and then the lights were on. So it, I think it was just like a weird little glitch there, but I don't know. I think it's good. I th- like I said, if you're interested in the lore of star Wars and you're into like learning all the, you know, all the extra shit about it, I think that's, what's really cool about it. And I think it's, I think it's a really good story. Some people would say it's one of the best RPGs of all time. I definitely say it's the best Star Wars game of all time. And and if you choose to take the dark path, you know, because you can do like light or dark, like in the apparently things get really fucked up. Like I I always took the light path just because I like being a good person instead of a bad person in these games. But I I read an article on one of those uh, on one of the websites that was saying that because I I just met Mission and Zalbar. Mission is a younger uh, she's a young Twi'lek lady. And uh, she has her best friend is a Wookiee called named Zalbar, and uh, I guess in the dark side of the game, if you go full dark side, you convince Mission to kill Zalbar, so she will kill her best friend if you're if you're like a dark Jedi. And I'm like, that's fucked up. I was like, really? You could get that's them sad. to you could get that far to get her to kill her own best friend? Yeah. But they just I, I feel like they do they do really good details about the character like. Like mission is like she's a Twi'lek, but she speaks basic, which is basic is is the equivalent of English in Star Wars, and uh, and she talks about like the reasons why she's not speaking the language, and there's a big thing about like speaking different languages, and and you know Twi'leks are mostly they were the ones that were like the the dancers at Jabba's Jabba's palace, so there's like some like sexism in there too, where like there's a Twi'lek woman who like owns owns a shop, and she gets shit because they expect her to be a dancer and not a business owner, and there's all this like uh under there's a lot of stuff underneath the story and i think it's i think it's done really really well so and like i said and it's cheap and uh it's it's just it's kind of it's become a sort of a comfort game for me because i've played it i played it so many times but i've never beat it and i just really want to beat it so it's just it's nice to play knights of the old republic again it's a great game and there's you know there's a there's like a there's races in there there's like uh there's space battles like it's i feel like they just did a really good job just capturing the star the star wars world and for any races there you mean like actually like auto races or yeah no no race no there's a race like you there's a swoop bike race that you do on terrace actually towards the beginning of the game you uh become a race car driver or whatever you want to call it (laughs) levitating car and you know i like racing games so that's a that was a fun part of the game that's a big part of how you uh rescue the person that you're trying to find sorry spoilers but this is like the first like six or seven hours of the game but no, it's cool. I, th- I think you should. I think you should try it out. I know you've tried so many RPGs that I told you to try out and have fallen off of them. But well, I actually own uh, this on Android, but I've never had a device where I actually wanted to play through it. Oh sure. But I did buy it on the Android shop. So it was on sale for like ten cents one time. I think yeah. I had like a ten cents Android sale. I think fifteen dollars is a good price for it. I mean, it's it's not expensive in any way. I don't think so. But yeah, it, it's cool. It, it's it's a good game. I've been, I've been really enjoying get back getting back into it again. And the uh and the big the big release of this week which I was hoping to like make this episode more about it, but unfortunately I have only got I've only played like 2 hours of it so far. But Shin Megami Tensei 5 came out and I just was like I was in the middle of this job and I just I was like I want to play something that I'm familiar with. I don't want to like jump into a new RPG. But I did end up I jumped into it last night and I was like, well, this actually doesn't it's not that it's very similar to the other games that I played, so it didn't really feel like I don't have to relearn it, you know, because it's already it's like Pokemon, you know, you know the demons are like 
you know that certain demon types are weak to other demon types like that sort of thing like it's it very much has that like the you know attack types and, and whatnot so but i think it looks great uh i really like the way it looked it, it reminds me a lot of tokyo tokyo mirage sessions like with the uh the font and the way uh the way the characters level up and the way you add like new uh new like uh, magic abilities and stuff like that it looks the same as the tokyo mirage session stuff and i guess that was probably the less the last like newest one right or no, it was Persona Five was after that, right? Anyway, I played I yeah. played all those Atlas games, and they all like they all just kind of come together, you know. It's like I've been playing Shin Megami Tensei Three, I played Four on the 3DS, I played Tokyo Mirage Sessions. I think it's more of a combination of like SMT Four and TMS on on Switch and Wii U. So, but it looks great. It looks really, really good. It's a, it's. I know everybody's been like comparing it to Persona just because it's like the same company, but I feel like they, I feel like they're kind of like trying to fuck you over in that way, because it starts off with you like going to class and it feels very much like Persona Four and Persona Five, but then like, because because it's like, oh, you need to find somebody to walk you home from from class because there's a lot of danger out there, so they make you think you're gonna like make friends with people, and nobody will walk home with you, so you end up having to walk home by yourself. And then you go to like the Tokyo train station and this lady's like, oh, will you help me save my brother? And then you go to try to save her brother. And then the whole world ends and like everybody's dead. And then you're on this like desert wasteland and everybody's gone. And it's just like they like just turn the switch so quickly. I think they're trying to fuck with you. I think they're like, oh, you think this is like Persona? No, this is this is like fucking metal. We're like, this is the ultimate black metal of games. You know, we're going to make it all like sad and all that stuff. And I like I like that about it. I like that about those games. So it's not about like social, you know, having social friends and all that shit. It's all about like building up a badass demon team and all that and killing God, which uh, Shin Megami Tensei has always been about. So I dig it. So I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll get into it more before next week. But oh, and also I uh, I preloaded Shining Pearl as well for for Pokemon, and I got a I got a bonus for uh, for preloading it. I got a. I, I will get twelve quick balls when I when I turn on the game on Friday. So so there you go. But it's it it's kind of a nostalgia thing for me. But you know, Pokemon like always comes out like right before Thanksgiving. So I have a lot of memories of playing Pokemon over Thanksgiving. And I'm about to go to like my parents' house for Thanksgiving, and then Jess and her friends are going to have a Thanksgiving thing as well. And I just I want to have Pokemon there with me because I don't know. It's a memory that I have of just sitting around. At my parents' house or at Jess's friend's house, and just playing Pokemon on the Switch or the 3DS or whatever it came out for. So, and it's going to be fun because, uh, and and all the reviews are out now as well. Well, I think IGN's hasn't come out yet, but it's been pretty positive. And it, it's cool for me because I never played these games before. This isn't like me like retreading over Diamond and Pearl before because I never played them. So it's going to be all completely fresh to me. So I'm excited about diving back into Pokemon. And people are well, saying, I should get Brilliant Diamond. Yeah, I, I bought Shining Pearl. Is the one that I got. So if you're going to get one, get the Diamond one, and then we can. Should I get the new Pokemon or SMT five? I don't know. I mean, that's up to you. SMT five might be might be too <laughs> might be too hard for you. I don't know. I mean, people say that it's really hard. I didn't think that SMT three was that hard, but I did think that SMT four was pretty hard. I feel like it's, I don't know, I feel like it's like most things, like you need to like play it like an RPG, like you have to like not, you have to not fuck around, you know, you gotta like learn how to heal and you gotta like, you gotta like stack your characters and you gotta learn like, you know, types and like 
weaknesses and buffs. That's that's what the whole yeah. There's a big thing about buffs too. But that I mean that's what it's about. You have to learn the way the game works and play the way the game works. And if you do, it's not that hard. I feel like people just expect it to be easier, like Final Fantasy or something like that, where you can just hit the A button and just get through the whole thing, you know, without really having to think that much. I think that's the problem. But it's you know, you gotta think about it. You gotta be. You gotta play it like an RPG. You know, try not to die. But yeah, those are the games I've been playing. Cool. I could get through what I've done pretty quick here. Uh, one thing I did a lot this week was play Ocarina of Time on the uh, nice Nintendo Online. I know that's not the cool thing to do, especially with all the revealing of how the, oh, the fog, whatever, kind yeah. of fucked it up. But yeah. I just wanted to use my. Uh, I'm sure it's still wanted fun. to use my N64 controller, and also using the Bluetooth at the same time. That's a great way to play that game. Wear your Bluetooth headphones and play it with your N64 controller. And it feels like it's taken me all the way back to 1998 when I played it at my friend's house. Yeah. (laughs) Wireless uh, 1998. There's a lot of stuff with sound in that that blew my mind back back then. That You get that same effect if you use headphones when you play it so and and you don't have yeah. to you don't have to try to you don't have to go find your uh rumble pack to use the stone of agony this time you know in case That's you true. in case you don't know where it is and <laughs> i remember that being a thing where i was trying to trying to like uh replay ocarina again and i could not find my my uh, rumble pack and i was like i think there's just an exclamation point that appears above your head but it's not as cool as the stone of agony and all that i will say the uh save states are freaking awesome if nothing else just to alleviate your mind that you don't have to do something over again like just use those save states and i've barely had to like spam them i barely had to go back to those save states but just to just the knowledge that i don't have to do this tedious thing again like you know punctuate do it save state afterwards it's just so nice i i love it and uh, it's made the playing the game a lot more fun for me and i haven't beat this game in well over 10 years probably close to 15 um i think i'm gonna play through it all the way again i'm all the way at uh the forest temple as adult link or you know teenage link or whatever and uh i'm having a great time with it i i think it's fun to play with the original inputs i, I love i love that forest temple that's one of my favorite temples i think that, the that... music is so cool especially through the bluetooth headphones like that kind of oh sure yeah it. That 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 that's such a good tune. Does I love it, that. I love that. So I guess I guess it plays okay then. There's no like lag through with the Bluetooth because I you know I, I said that where when I turned on the Bluetooth with the with the switch everything got super laggy. But yeah, so I played uh, Ocarina of Time. Whatever. It's kind of like what John was saying earlier about GTA. I'll just keep playing it because I I really like the the interface more than anything else. Like I'm playing on the original N64 controller. But I have save states. It's great. I was a. Uh, I did want to before I forget my my nickname first to last was from uh we we played a fifteen round Mario Party four player game at the uh, I play games event earlier, and I played with the Nintendo sixty four controller, and I realized that you know because I was like well you can play with this game, I realized there's one game that you can't play, and that's the one where you press a button to hide behind the different like walls and stuff. Because you have to pit A, B, and X, and Y, and there's no X and Y on this, so you can only go to A and B. And I ended up losing that one. But they didn't know. I didn't tell them that I couldn't hit X and Y until after we did the game. But I didn't make it. But I started off really strong. at the. I started off in first place for the first half of the game, and I ended up finishing in last place. So 
that's what happened. But it was fun. I like that game. Superstars is great. There was a guy we were playing with a guy who was there who had never played it before, but was really was a huge fan of sixty four games. And he was doing really good. He was doing really good at the mini games. Like he would have had the mini game star if that's what would have ended up happening with that. So it was fun. They'll patch that game in the future the same way they patched the Super Mario 64 to be compatible with the N64 controller. Like, obviously, (laughs) they had the controller come out and they had this game that was based on the 64 versions of of Mario Party. Aren't they going to think, oh, well, maybe we should go back and rework those mini games so that they all work with the 64 controller? I I would like to see that. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I mentioned a few episodes before, uh, a few episodes ago, that there was a that there was a data mine showing that there were some spaces for extra boards as well. So maybe whenever that update comes, they'll actually update it for the sixty four controller. Because I, I like using the sixty four controller, and like you're saying, it feels it feels more natural to me because yeah, a lot of the games in in there are based on the sixty four games, so it feels like the right fit. So they should. I mean, just make it the C buttons. You never need a second stick for the game. So the C buttons could be X and Y. I guess you could go into the menu and change them around if you really wanted to. Well, yeah, that's enough about uh, Zelda. Um, Keep chugging away at Fantasy Star 4, one of the main characters. Kick the bucket. Not a whole lot more to say about that. I I, I guess it was just like a shocking moment in the game. And then I'm at kind of a grindy spot. So I plan on finishing this game, hopefully by the end of the year. I've always wanted to beat Fantasy Star 4. I've been think, playing Animal Crossing a lot. I don't think it's Go that ahead. long. I, I thought it was like 30 or 40 hours when I played it. Fantasy Star was. So you could so I think you can do it. I think you can make it through. I'm well I'm well past the halfway point from walkthroughs I've looked at. But uh I've been playing Animal Crossing uh most days I play it cuz we didn't really talk about it last week, but like I've been playing it almost every day and uh, I actually played another island designer level today cuz I used the chocolate to invite meringue to the island oh so you're doing happy home paradise or happy home paradise yeah and so i did a one for one of my villagers on a different island so that was cool i actually like spent a good deal of time probably like 30 to 45 minutes like making a custom house because she wanted like a place to test out her baking desserts which also to me was kind of like personal because i got to like throw in like a you know, a stand mixer and all this other stuff. So that was kind of fun. And like you can do, you can use so. the recipes as well too, right? The, the food recipes that you get in the, in the game yeah. to make things. Yeah. Uh, when, when, when we were at the, uh, I play games, uh, meetup, Jess was really just playing happy home designer or happy home paradise. She lo- loves that game. She's playing the shit out of it. Even though she did want me to mention one big gripe about it is, uh, I, I don't know if we ever mentioned, like people were saying that like you can, you can have Flick move there, and you can make it. You can make a house for Flick, and Flick and CJ will live together. Yeah, like when you bring Flick there, uh, he'll be like, "Well, can CJ come with me? Like, I want to live with him." And you say yes, and then they both live together. Well, Jess was like really excited about doing this, and she's like, "Can you look up how to how to get Flick to come to your town?" And I was like, "Okay, you have to have a fucking amiibo card. You have to have the Flick amiibo card to have Flick come see you." And that's selling for like $50 on eBay right now. So <laughs> she was so pissed about that. She's like, she's like, there's a fucking, there, there's like, there's like an openly homosexual couple in Animal Crossing that I just want to have on my fucking game and I have to get a fucking amiibo card to get it to work. It's gated. Yeah. She's like, can I, she's like, I would, she's like, I would pay for paid DLC. I will, I would like just give you like $5 or even like $10 through the eShop just so I can get fucking Flick to come to the town and make and make them a nice, beautiful 
house for them to live together and be in love and all that. And yeah, I didn't even know that. That's pretty I was, terrible. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was like, and and from what I've heard from uh, from Fuchsia's been putting on Twitter, but uh, apparently it's like almost impossible to even get a pack of Amiibo cards from Target. Like, even just buy one. You know, you got to like go there like on the day that they're shipping there and like you can't just go in and just buy a pack like because it's, you know, because it's Nintendo stuff and it's ridiculous. And yeah, I think the cheapest one we could find was a $17 one from Japan, a a, a Japanese Amiibo card of Flick. And it's like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) Like, why does it have to, why does it have to be so difficult? Why can't you just... Why can't you just invite him? You know, like, why does it have to be an Amiibo card? I I understand, yeah, there was a whole, like, new series of Amiibo cards that were wrapped into this, like, uh, 2.0 uh, update and all that stuff, but what the fuck, man? Well, that's actually a good segue for what I was going to talk about next. So I went back to Disc Replay this week. I waited a week, you know, after I got back from MGC. Like, I was like, I don't need to go right back to Disc Replay because I was just at a place where I could buy stuff. But we went there yesterday or... Yeah, as of the time of this recording, and um, they had a bunch of amiibo cards, and they were priced about oh. between like five and twenty bucks. And I didn't see Flick. I would have noticed if I saw Flick, but I was just going through, and I was like, "There's all these characters I don't recognize." Like they had a whole like glass case full of um, the amiibo cards, so they must be hot right now. If like I heard, I heard they're pretty hot. Whole... Well, uh, apparently you yeah. can apparently you can bring in all the characters from the GameCube game through amiibo cards as well, like the cop and all that that like never made it into Animal Crossing, like the original. You remember the dog, I definitely saw, the dog um, cop that had the cop area or whatever in the GameCube one. Like, yeah, you can you can bring everybody in there. Who's the guy that's your guide at the very beginning, like uh, the cat or whatever the cat is? Lottie like, that was there. What or no? It was well, Lottie was the character in the the 3DS one. Oh. Isn't Lottie like the person that hires you? Like the lady? That wasn't the character I'm thinking of. It was it was a cat character, and he seemed familiar, and people had spoken about him early on. The blue cat, right? Yes. What's his name? He was there, though. Whatever. There, his his card was there, and uh, I think that might be more of a common card, but that was the one I recognized. I want to see the, I, who was the character that you, had the blank face that you could draw. That was Blanca. 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 Or Blanca. Yeah, Blanca. Come, come back. Yeah, I mean, there might be an amiibo card for. Her. Yeah, no, that if anything legitimizes amiibo and amiibo cards, at least in my mind, it's like seeing this whole like actual like glass case area for them at disc replay because they just, they just always seem like they're like slightly behind, which is good for like pricing. But uh, I bought a few things there. Uh, first and foremost, I thought it'd be kind of cool to show this. You can uh, you can buy. Right now, from Walmart.com, you can buy an Amiibo card of Blanca for $30. Only $30. Wow. So, so there is a Blanca, should, there is in a the Blanca Amiibo Blanca, card. It should be for a su- suggested donation. How about that? I can make up my own price. I'm, I'm just saying that there there is a... on the Going off of the thing earlier, I was saying there there is a Blanca Amiibo card. And yeah, you can buy it for a stupid amount of money. But Well, there's a $7 one on the NFC card store. But what do you got, Jeremy? Hold on a second. I'm going to figure out who this cat is in Animal Crossing. Blue cat, Animal Crossing. I'm going to help you out. What is you said that you said the cat introduces you to what? Like, is this a happy home designer thing? Rover. There we go. It was Rover. I saw Rover. Yep. The one with the glasses? Yeah, yeah. This guy. No, no. Rover. Yeah. The original Rover from the first Animal Crossing. I saw that car at 
discrete play. Yeah, that's from the first one that I played. Maybe the Oh, the oh yeah, yeah. Game. Okay, yeah, no, I recognize Rover. Yeah, he was Wild World, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, Rover, you mean Rover was sitting with you in the train in the in the uh, yeah. GameCube one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I want to first off I want to discover Mayo Investor that's based off of a uh, song I got from uh Cap'n who is like uh I can't eat cucumbers without my good mayonnaise. I have a good recipe. Let's start a company. That's my favorite song he's told me yet. I'm not saying the words right, but basically like uh it, it brought my love of the cucumber song and my love of mayo together for this uh it also kind of sounds like I'm talking about Stardew Valley if I say mayo investor because you can like make a bunch of money selling mayonnaise in that game. Hmm. And you but, could probably make uh, a machine or something to make it, right? Something like that. Or but anyway, I'm gonna show you my disc replay purchases. So this is the one that it. uh, it's similar to what I was looking for at MGC. I was looking for the sequel to this game, and I do actually already own this game on Switch. It did get re-released, but... Oh, I thought you were going to tell me that you got... Na, 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 na. I thought you could tell I me... I got that... Katamari Damacy you didn't get we love PS2. you didn't get we love katamari though the second one not yet but i have the ps2 the original katamari domicy there it is i'm I, happy about that i got I've, that i've game. wanted to own that for a while what how much how much is it now like how much did it cost you there i paid 10 bucks oh yeah there you go that's not bad i mean it was i was curious because it was like a budget title when it came out i feel like it was 20 when it was originally released it was 20 yep but we haven't uh tested this out yet but supposedly this will work for the PS2 games we have that have vocals for our music corner, a PS2 USB mic. Oh, there you go. Nice. Long ass cord. One more thing. Once again, we haven't tested this out yet, but I would assume it works. It's the GameCube mic. Oh, there you go. It. I was going to guess that. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So I finally have the GameCube mic, the weird ass mic that plugs into the memory card slot. Yep. <laughs> that's that's that. I have two. I have two of those. So yeah, I bought that finally. So uh felt good to go to Discrete Play and actually find some stuff I wanted to buy. Uh Sean ended up picking up a Just Dance game that we didn't have yet, but uh for the most part Just Jan- Just yeah. Dance 2022 comes out this week. The Switch. new the newest Wii Just Dances are super expensive cuz oh, yeah, cuz nobody like bought them, right? In- exactly. Well, they're probably limited. Yeah, limited uh Mm-hmm. Re- yeah limited release or you know not that many people got them so also uh what's it less let's sing comes out next week for switch so i saw that on there when i was looking through the eShop stuff i'd say the last thing i want to talk about is tetris effect sean and i have kind of migrated over to, to that from tetris 99 at this point we play it a lot like if we're going to play tetris and uh she's really good she played through the uh whatever the medium difficulty is on journey mode. Like I did, she beat that. Like she only failed like once and uh, she's almost through the hard mode now. And then we also started playing uh, online and we finally figured out about the, <laughs> about the uh, effect mode, like how to like, you know, pause it, it and do yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, so we've got, we've started to get really into Tetris effect this week. Uh, we played a bunch of it tonight. Actually, we actually have played through, all of the uh or almost all of the uh, two-player mode where you fight the bosses where it actually like merges into the screen where three players are playing at once uh, we've gotten down to the last star sign tonight and then i had to like i was like i'm sorry we have to stop playing because i have to do the podcast but we were playing it up until like uh we first started recording we were like uh playing a bunch of tetris effect tonight so she and I have just gotten super into Tetris Effect and uh, are having a bunch of fun with it. It's a it's, lot of fun once you start to break it down and all the different modes and stuff. It's it's affected you, Tetris has. 
It's so fun. I, I haven't I haven't got into it as much as you as either of you have. I mean, I played it a little bit, and it was just kind of like, huh, I don't know. I, I guess it didn't so good. didn't fully affect me. I still take like, a moment, dive in. I still that's, like ninety nine better. I liked playing it while I was editing and not listening to the music. I thought that was my own way to say fuck you to the game. Listen I mean, to we it still like ninety nine, but we still like ninety nine. But I really think like playing one on one versus playing against ninety eight other people is so much more fun. Like you can play the effect mode or whatever it's called. The yeah, it's one of the modes where uh, you can use the like slow down mechanic against one other person, and it just it's so much more personal like you feel you feel the fight so much more than you do against 98 other people and sure so we've had a great time with that i think tetris effect was a great purchase i'm still kind of understanding what how that game works but i love it it's so good i, I was hoping that we could do some sort of a, a multiplayer tetris effect at the i play games thing but but it was yeah we didn't really get around to it they uh it was mostly just Mario Kart 8 and Mario Party. But yeah, we've been trying to play some Family Feud this week, and uh, we've already beaten all the the main like single player requirements, or you know whatever we can like be the same team. But we've not successfully had an online ba- battle yet. We've tried, but no one's ever connected with us. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how the uh, online community is for Family Feud. There's probably not a whole lot of people playing that right now. <laughs> I mean. Nobody. I, we we never tried to play uh, Jeopardy online, but I'm sure nobody's playing that either. <laughs> you know, I mean, I couldn't even I couldn't even get a get a match for Doom for like the 2016 Doom game, like right after it came out. So I don't know, I'll, like the whole like you know online thing is difficult depending on what the game is. You know, if it's not, I don't know. Those communities can like die out of nowhere. You know, it's just like nobody's on there, so you can't play. That's about it for me this week. All right. Is there uh what do, what do we have what do we have for the news? Here is the news. I promise you it's the news. Let's do uh something quick on that. I already I already talked about I pretty much already talked about all the games that were coming out this week. You know, we talked about the Blood Rains, we talked about the Pokémons. There's an update for Baba is you. We talked about last week, right? Did we talk about last week? We definitely did know. not cuz we didn't talk about any new stuff last week cuz it was all Midwest gaming okay. classic stuff. But there's 150 new puzzles, there's new objects, art, music, and effects, and there's a level editor, which this makes me want to get this game, because I've been hearing such great things about it. I know, I know Jeremy played it and liked it a lot. I so say Jeremy has that game. Well, so supposedly it's like a full, you know, it's a game, obviously, but supposedly it's like it satisfies the laws of being a Turing engine and that you can create a computer within it to do other things. So in effect, the game already had the ability to be a level editor because you could have manipulated elements to create a level, I guess. This is based on some stuff I've read, but like it's got all the like requirements of a of a binary like computer in it already. Baba is deep. Baba is deep. Hey, you were weren't you saying that it got it got pretty complicated pretty quickly? It did. Which I, I believe that. There's a rumor that the Metroid Prime Switch remaster is wrapped up. According to Emily Rogers, I I think that Emily Rogers is just lonely, and she wants uh she needs somebody to talk to her again. That's what I feel like. She seems to emerge like out of nowhere and be like, "No, seriously, I I don't know. I mean, she she, but, she I'm still waiting for those GameCube. Uh, you remember the, the GameCube Virtual Console, Emily Rogers? I do. Mm. I remember you talking about that. How the how there's so many so many GameCube games on the Switch that you saw never happened. I'm just saying nobody nobody remembers the thing she was wrong on. I don't know. The, the, it's, it, it's this like, one was backed up by uh, Venture Beats Jeff Grubb. 
So I have no idea who that person is. Maybe the in- so, industry rumors, according to Nintendo Life. You could have told me it was backed up by Jim Medickyding, and uh, I and it was just means just as much as as that guy. It's like who's who, who is that guy? He I was mean, my Secret Santa last year. I mean, if Jim Medickyding <laughs> said it, I'd probably feel more. That's the thing. It's just, I feel like every week it's like, no, Metroid Prime Trilogy is coming out. It's like, who fucking cares? Metroid Prime 4, dude. Like, come on. Also, uh, Twitch is on Switch now, which that was kind of, that was something that kind of came out of nowhere. It's like another sort of Supposedly video. runs like crap. I mean, John used it. You watched you watched some of our my old videos, right? You watched some Nintendo main videos on there. Well, I tried to, but it did keep kicking me off the video, so I couldn't watch it. Oh, no. I tried I, like five times. Yeah, I didn't try it. I just I downloaded it and that's, and I never tried it. Did not download. Even though I did, I did. Uh, I did jump into Fun Funimation on my Switch finally because Funimation has uh, Gundam Zeta on there, and I watched it on Switch and it works pretty good. So that was cool because you can watch it in Japanese on there. So I watched some some of that. But yeah, there was a game announced called Little Kitty Big City. And it was announced for PC and consoles, so not specifically Switch, but I'm saying it's coming to Switch. It looks like um, it could be the next Goose game, that kind of game where you're a little cat running around messing things up. And it looks pretty, too. So I'd say check it out, especially if you like cats. It could be a fun game to check out. What if you both love and hate cats? Add it, I was going to say, add it to the pile of cat games. There's so many cat <laughs> games on the Switch. Add it to the pile. Sam and Max Beyond Time and Space was announced today. So that's uh, one that was originally re- in 2008 on the Xbox 360 and uh, later on the Wii. It's coming out like this week, actually, like this week or next week. It's it's very it's coming out very soon. Like when I was looking at the coming soon stuff for this show, like I do every week, I saw Sam and Max on there like already. So I was like, oh, shit, that's pretty that's cool. Pretty cool. So. And it looks pretty too. It looks really sharp. Well, this is the second one, right? Because they have the they have the Wii one on here as well, right? Right. So this was that was season one, and then this is season two of the same uh, iteration of Sam and Max. Oh, okay. So this is so this is part two, which didn't actually come out for right. for Switch. I, I get it. I trying to We're getting out. a physical edition of Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. Hooray! That's your limited run games, right? Yeah, I don't know who's doing it, but limited run. Yeah, it's Kotor. A good, it's a good game. Like I said, for way too long. It's actually not. I'll download it. I'll get it. I'm it, gonna buy it this week. The uh, Sam and Max is coming out on the eighth of of uh, December. Actually, that's the same week as our three hundredth episode, which I got some was able to get some audio stuff for that. So it's going to be fun. I'm excited to hear all this stuff that people have been saying to us. Some more Metroid news. I know Trey was watching this video earlier, but a fully 3D version of Metroid Dread is hiding within the game. Well, not 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 really. Bas- basically what the video is, is it is it basically gives you different camera angles of the game. So it's basically it's like... a boundary breaker. Yeah, yep. I, I never watched oh, yeah. this guy before, but I did actually subscribe to him. So described subscribe to him after this because I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. So it's basically just like it, it's just like being free with the camera angles. So you're moving around, and yeah, you can move it behind Samus in different times. And he did where like you know you like move the camera so close where you can see under the visor in certain parts, or you can see like you know see like hollow person like how we were talking about with the with the um. Mm-hmm. 
with Winback, you know, like same sort of thing. It's, it's just basically looking at the game in different angles, and it'll show you like how far the background goes, and like it, it's really interesting. I thought, you know, it's like, or you, or it'll show you like how Craig doesn't have legs, you know, like because because it looks below the water to show like. So it's not really. I wouldn't necessarily say that it's a fully three D version. It's just just pulling the game apart to show you like all the the way it was built, and I thought that was really interesting, like how. How, thing, like how things load and like yeah, it's just it's just showing you behind the scenes, it's like behind like the how scenes, it's created. Exactly. yeah, yeah. So I, I, I look at this guy, the guy, the guy who was filming this was chewing big red gum. You could see by the pack of gum in his hand, like <laughs> you know, you're just seeing stuff that the camera wouldn't normally see. But well, it, it, yeah, and it's also like, well, here's a here's the way that this room looked, but here's also another version of this room that's on the side but isn't used. But these statues look different, like stuff like that. It's like a 20 minute thing, but I watched the whole thing and I didn't think I would. I just found it really interesting. But I say 100% like, I hope you didn't watch it, John, because you should not watch it if you have not beaten the game yet, because they don't. Oh, yeah, I saw that spoiler warning. Because they they show you everything of the game, like all of the parts. So if you don't want to know what happens later, you should not watch it. You should beat the game first. But there was some interesting stuff in the sure. world that I didn't realize until after I was like, "Oh, that is that," or "That's cool," you know, or like, uh, "It is just it's it's neat." It's like I said, it's just like taking the game apart, and uh, and I found that interesting. I mean, it's obviously using 3D assets in a 2D way, so I'm not at all surprised to see. Hey, let's change the camera angle. It's a 3D now. Physical rewards are coming back to my Nintendo in December. We're gonna get a Legend of Zelda Hyrule Shield phone holder. I hate those things like a, so much. Like I, I, I don't yeah. understand how people how people like those. Like where they have the big giant thing sticking out the back of their phone. The I was ring like, on the back. I was like, yeah. how do you put that in your pocket? I guess maybe they have bur- purses or whatever. But you have to get pockets with a special ring spouts. It's a little yeah. pocket within the pocket. Within <laughs> and, the and also the, the physical <laughs> rewards actually never really went away. That was a miss. That was like a miss thing uh, on the news. They went away for a moment. Well, somebody thought yeah. they went away, and then somebody asked Nintendo if they were going away, and they said no. So it was basically like it was a bullshit news thing. Is basically what it was. It was never actually true, from what I heard. They so do want to talk about Activision. So there was. No. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 more uh, garbage is happening from them? More garbage from Activision. I guess maybe that's all we need to know. I mean, it just keeps getting worse, and yep. that's kind of what it seems like the case is. I haven't really. De- Some employees walked out. Uh, over a hundred people walked out, basically calling for Bobby Kotick's resignation. And it came out, remember, a couple months ago, there was an email sent out company-wide from somebody else. I forget her name. She was one of the executives at, at Activision. Fran um, Townsend? Yeah. Yeah. And so the the tone of this email pissed a lot of people off. And basically, this was not the right way to respond. And they previously walked out. Well, it, it came out that actually through a wall street journal investigation that Bobby Kotick was the one who wrote that email and he didn't fess up and say, you know, I was the one who wrote that and, and uh, basically let this other person's woman take the blame, which didn't bode well for, for what the, you know, the, the original, the complaint is that, that, that they're not treating women well at, at Activision basically. And there was just another example of that. So that's one of the reasons that they're calling again for his resignation and actually, Kotaku even printed an article the other day, or published an article the other day, 
with the headline, Bobby Kotick should resign. And it seems that uh, corporate is siding with him, right? They're saying, like, he's not going to resign. Like, yep. we stand by him. So that's kind of fucked. I mean, obviously, that's probably in the interest of the money more than anything that they're siding with him. But, right. yeah, it's fucked. Shit's fucked over there. Yep. So continue to not buy Activision games for the time being. <laughs> and Blizzard. Yeah. And Blizzard. I, well, I mean... I guess the last thing I bought was the Blizzard Arcade Collection. But Blackthorn, that's cool. There was an anniversary for Metal Gear Solid 2. It's been 20 years since that game came out. Well, it also on got... November 13th, 2001. It, it also got removed from the from the PlayStation Store because of uh, some sort of copyright stuff that was in the um, cutscenes, which uh, they were talking about that on 8.4 Play, and uh, they said they had similar stuff in Tetris Effect that, was, they had to be, that they were afraid that maybe that might get pulled as well but there was some stuff uh that was used in there that was copyright or whatever metal gear solid 2 was never my favorite metal gear at all <laughs> it, it's i a... actually beat that game did you i feel we it's one of the few playstation 2 games i've finished because remember that was a joke between jeremy and i because remember we watched our friend brian from kentucky beat it yeah. where it was basically like 20 minutes of cutscenes, and then you hit the a button really quickly and then 20 minutes more of cutscenes and and the ending makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. It's just like, you know, you're a person and you live in a world and you're your own person. And it's like, what? <laughs> it's <laughs> the only Metal Gear game and, I and ever finished. And there's like a Dr. Octopus looking guy at the end. That's like, uh, yeah. I try, you know, I, I really, I loved Metal Gear Solid. I love Twin Twin Snakes and I loved Metal Gear Solid 3. And I actually really enjoyed Metal Gear Solid 4 as well. But. I tried. I own two. I bought it. I tried playing it, and ugh, I don't know. I thought it. I definitely thought it was the worst Metal Gear Solid game out of all of them. As far as mainstream media goes, it's one of the first times I ever saw the mullet acknowledged. Is it? The characters are really dumb in Metal Gear Solid Two. Like they're really dumb. There's like the vampire man or whatever. Like they're stupid. Like compared to the, you know how they always have their like cool names for like the. You know how there's like the, the, uh, there's like the nightmare, like the death man, or whatever from Metal Gear Solid Three. The ones in two are just stupid. Like Fat Man is one of them. they're so dumb. Ugh, the characters were so stupid in that game. <laughs> and yeah, and well, yeah, and like a uh, was it Hideo Kojima was like, no, we 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 want you to not play as Snake, so you'll want to play as Snake later in a different game. It's like what? And yeah, Raiden became like a joke because of. Uh, Everyone hating having to play as Raiden and not and not not being able to play as Snake, and they just they the the first like hour of the game you get to play as Snake, and then they just take it away from you, and make mm. you play as some other guy that nobody cares about or ever wanted to play as. And there was a the, whatever the um, subsistence, the definitive edition of uh, Metal Gear Solid Three. There's all these really funny like extra cutscenes that you can watch just about Raiden trying to get back into the Metal Gear series. It's hilarious. <laughs> Just because everybody hated they hated him so much, and they just do their own like little cuts cutscenes on the side about Raiden, like trying to like win the win the favor of the audience again. <laughs> Even though he was in uh, what was it? He was in Revengeance, Metal Gear Revengeance, which was uh, uh, which was a what was it? Polygon? No, what's the what's the guys who did a uh, Bayonetta? Uh, Platinum. It was Platinum game. Revengeance was a Platinum game, and Raiden was the main character in that one. I always wanted to play that game. I played a demo of it's it. It's kind of like a, a Devil May Cry like. I think it was better than that. But yeah, no, it, it was yeah, it was like a it was more like Bayonetta in the Metal Gear universe, but it was it was a cool action game. But yeah, they tried to redeem him in that way. 
Um, this one isn't highlighted, but we should talk about it anyway. Uh, Nihon Falcom, the guys who make Ease, uh, they decided that they're actually going to start developing games internally now instead of like hiring a porting company, which I think is a good sign. It means that uh, the sales that they've gotten from like Ease 8 and 9 and um, Trails of Cold Steel and all that actually means that maybe they should put a little more effort into it. Not that, I mean, I, th- I thought that all those, well, I didn't really, I played the demo of Trails of Cold Steel 3 and I thought, it was, I heard it was pretty good, but Ease 8 and 9 I thought played really well. And, but that's, but, but it's just, I, it's cool because it kind of shows how much uh, companies are, you know, being like, hey, you know, even though the Switch is a couple generations behind now, it's the main thing to make stuff on because I know that a lot of people are buying Ease 8 and 9 now, especially when 8 went on sale so many times. It's like, I think they realize that this is where the market is, you know, so that's cool. That's cool for me because I, I like those games. Doug Bowser has responded to complaints about the N64 emulation on NSO Online. He said in an interview with The Verge, uh, we're constantly looking for ways to make our online features and those games better and continuing to add value through more services and more games as we go forward. We take feedback very seriously and we're continuing to look at ways to improve the overall performance. For us, it's about quality and great content at a great value. It, it so, seem, I mean, it seems like a good response. It seems but, like a very like PR response, you know, where it's like, yep. Oh no, no, we didn't mean to do that. We are, we are always trying to make things great. Like, you know, it's, I feel like we've seen it before, you know, yeah. I'm sure we'll get whenever they, maybe whenever they bring on the new games, they'll change something on it. I don't know. We'll see. Do you guys remember in King of Kong, there was that, uh, arcade that they had a, uh, a competition at called fun spot. Um, this is a noted place, mm. uh, uh, noted arcade, uh, once was called one of the greatest, uh, the biggest arcade in, in the country before Galactic ghost came along. Um, but their founder, Bob Lawton, he pa- passed away recently at age 90. So yeah. Um, he had a long life though. I, I, I do remember, I do, rem- I do remember hearing the name of fun spot. And I must, yeah. I, pro- I must have heard it from King of Kong because I've seen that a lot of times. Right. Uh, he spent his life making sure everybody had, had fun and what a great way to spend your life. Um, I want to say that, uh, well, let's talk about the Playdate first. So Playdate was delayed to 2022 over battery life concerns. I know a lot of people um, I, I, I was, are interested I was, in that. I was going to say they they just can't figure out the crank mechanics. That's uh, that, that's why they keep delaying it. It's the, the, cra- <laughs> the crank matrix. I don't know. It's just uh, they did. This is, you know, it worked one time, but they just can't. This is, uh, it's not working for them. They need they no need battery to, in existence can handle that crank. Yeah, <laughs> they need they need to find a different thing to do it. I, I know, cranky call. I know Jeremy's <laughs> really uh, happy about that. Well, well you were anti playdate. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to get one. I mean, I don't think any of us are really pro. Play-Date. I was never super anti. I just felt it was like um, stepping on the know, toes of Ardu Boy. I wish Ardu Boy could have got in there with that support because. It's it's a very similar concept. I mean, I think we mentioned a few episodes ago, but I mean, the fucking uh, the Steam was the Steam Deck got delayed too, which I don't think should have surprised anybody because anybody who like pre-ordered it felt like they were like, well, maybe you'll get one this year, maybe you won't. Like, I don't think there was ever a definite release date on that. I think it was just kind of like, whenever we have enough, we'll let you know, and maybe you'll get one. You know, that's I did. Even the people who actually put like five or ten dollars, whatever you had to, to to reserve it, it was like just like, eh, I don't know, maybe. The same with that. Uh, why am I blanking on the name of it now? But the basically the Game Boy thing. You know, what I'm talking about. 
Yeah, the, the, one the that, fancy Game Boy. Yeah, the fancy. Game oh, Boy. oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, the analog NT, whatever that version there of that was. Yeah, is it called the analog NT? I don't know, so. Some something like that. It was that same company who did like the the HD Super Nintendo and all that stuff. Analog friend pocket. of mine, the analog pocket. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there it is. So last thing uh, I want to talk about is a friend of mine has a game that's on Kickstarter, and they just started their Kickstarter. Co- uh, I think it was yesterday, but go support it if you can. It'd be greatly appreciated by them, I'm sure. It's called Xenotheria. That's X-E-N-O-T-H-E-R-I-A. And a little description about the game. Xenotheria combines the isometric overworld exploration we love in our favorite RPGs, Div- uh, Divinity, Original Sin, Battle Chasers, and Pillars of Eternity with highly customizable deck building such as in Magic, The Gathering, Hearthstone, and Dominion, and an expansive world and story, like in Mass Effect and Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. And it was developed in collaboration with James Kahn. So that's their description of, of the game that they're they're making. And I backed the game today. It's Even though it's an RPG, you know, I think it's cool that someone I know is doing something in the entertainment space uh, that's as big as, as this is making their own game. So my hat's off to them. And um, well, James Conn's involved. So that's true. That's big. I don't know who James Conn is. God! I was like, do you? <laughs> <laughs> you keep missing the target. Yeah, check it out. Um, take a look at the Kickstarter. It looks like a cool game. It looks very well made. And I know it's um, the first game from their company, which is Ganymede Games out in New Mexico. Hey, give them your support if you can, or at least you know, take a look at the Kickstarter. And, and see if it's something that would interest you. Cool. That's about it for me. Yeah, I did want to. We have an, we got another comment from last week's episode from uh, Tim Hendrickson. He wanted to say, uh, if I recall correctly, with Street Fighter Two on Genesis, you had to toggle punches and kicks with the start button. That makes sense because I don't think you could actually pause Street Fighter Two while I was playing it. So I haven't had time to try that out, but I want to. Really, you had to hit the start button to switch to kicking. Yeah, I actually do kind of remember this being a thing in the 90s, because I'm pretty sure, like I said, my friend my friend uh, Daniel, who I convinced to get a Genesis, who never forgave me for it, uh, <laughs> hmm. I remember playing it at his house, and I think we had to do that. So, yeah. Interesting, right? And then th- that was the alternative if you didn't have the six-button controller, so makes sense. It, they should just let you just put the two, like I said, just put the hard and, and uh, hard kick and hard punch like on the two buttons. And those are the only two buttons I use. So just, you know, just let me do that instead of hitting uh, hitting start to switch them. Seems like not a great way to do a fighting game, but, you know, whatever. But thanks so much for sending us a comment on last week's episode. And also you should send us a voice message for our 300th episode, which is pretty close. Uh, for anybody who's been listening to these episodes and thinking about maybe sending us an audio, an audio file, uh, send it by the first week of December, if you could, because I think we're recording December 7th for our 300th episode. It's that same week as the Video Game Awards, so so yeah, if you could send it in by then, do that. And I, and I put up a big post on Twitter and got a lot of responses from it, So and I've already started collecting some of them, so... I'm excited about our 300th episode. It should be fun. And all of the ones that I've gotten, I have not listened to any of them, like I promised. And they will all be stuff that we listen to on the fly while we're recording. So any of our reactions will be real. I made sure to not to not listen to a single second of any of them. So I was there while a live one was recorded that 
we walked away. You were, we yeah, we walked away. And tonight, and tonight, uh, the same thing. I had a person that might might be on our show soon, actually, that hasn't been on before, but uh, she uh, she did it, and I was, and I ju- I was just like, here, uh, here's the mic. Uh, just go ahead. And I'm just gonna walk over here, and I was just like, over by my computer, and I could not hear anything, but she was like throwing something down on the mic so i'm really interested to hear what she Uh-oh. what she has to say <laughs> she was she was doing something she was saying something about something so it'll 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 be fun but i'm very excited to to do our 300th episode i think it might i think it might be really cool when when we I think it might get break it together, the internet so. i hope so and it's uh you know speaking of uh, it's like the same time what was it uh 84 84 just had their 300th episode like i just listened to it last week and i was like i was like oh damn but they but they only do theirs once every two weeks so they've been doing theirs since like 2010 so it doesn't make me feel as bad <laughs> you know Shh. we have we have uh, we have uh, we've done we're it the week, same so. yeah <laughs> they've been doing it a lot longer well and also they're like you know whatever they have bigger people in there but thanks everybody for listening to this episode i hope you've enjoyed it if you want to hear us talk about more stuff i just put up a new patreon episode like i said it's our extra Midwest Gaming Classic episode where Jeremy and I talk about the after party. I think I called it After the After Party, but you can find it on patreon.com slash Podcast. You can find that one and like 30 plus other episodes that are hidden behind the paywall. It only takes a dollar to listen to all of those, and I think there's some really, really good ones that we have on there. So, you know, drop us a dollar, listen to our extra stuff. A lot of cool stuff to hear. And if, you know, if you do like the five a month, you get like videos and there's also offers for like physical stuff if you go higher than that. So take a look at all the tiers and that type of thing. And also check us out at youtube.com slash Podcast. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter. I'm at at Nintendo underscore domain and Jeremy is at jmaxstack on Twitter. And also twitch.tv slash Podcast if you can actually watch it. Not on your Switch, but on something else. You can uh, watch us play stuff on there. I'll be streaming something soon at some point. So once I have some more time, maybe some Pokemon stuff, maybe some SMT stuff. We'll see. Even though it kind of scares me to do SMT stuff, because last time I streamed it, everybody was like, listen, I know everything about it, and you don't. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> SMT fans are kind of scary, but I but I, I do like those games. But yeah, people They're dedicated. Are, they're very into it. They will tell you everything. And I understand. it's They're good games. I understand. But yeah, some people were just very much like, they just wanted to tell me everything. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't have the compendium. I don't know all of the demon things. I'm sorry. But I want to. I want to know. But thanks so much for listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. And we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Rukowski. John Hitter. And uh, we'll see you next week. See ya.
Are you guys still here? Yeah. Still here. Okay. I just Are got a you? I just got a big thing that came up on my screen that says your internet is unstable. So I was like, wait, what? So I thought uh, you've so been glitching out you. like from time to time, but it's like super bad. Oh, you just right. you just glitched out. Jeremy did. Hopefully did we don't. I glitch out to you, John. Nope. Okay. Oh, maybe it's me. Oh, you're fine. Know. Trey is frozen. He's he's yeah. looking astonished he like... at the mute button on top of my screen. Oh, he looks smitten. You guys are frozen now. Uh oh. No, you're frozen. <laughs> you're frozen. You're back. Okay, now you're moving. Okay, you're all right. Blurry. Well, we, we gotta let's try to get through this before I get disconnected or something. <laughs>